Welcome everyone to our latest episode of The Testing Room, where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants who have never actually consulted on a game bring you new topics each and every week. I'm Alex, a.k.a. Preston's full of sass tonight. I am Christian, okay. a.k.a. he's definitely full of sass tonight. All right. My name is Preston, apparently, a.k.a. Funky Dog Jedi, full of sass tonight. <laughs> Even the way he said it, you was can hear sassy. it. Like it is like, it's like bleeding through. You can hear. You came it. at me. You came at me. No, that is not how this started. No, you. Everybody came at was me. totally happy, and you were just like ripping into Alex I, about his. You are about his mm. attempts at streaming something on Discord, which was just rude because he was just trying to figure it out. There's no need to be hostile about it. Yeah, I'm and all in all, about anything. All in all, it wasn't my fault. It was Apple's fault for the way this Mac is working, so don't blame me. Blame yeah. blame Discord, Twitter, and Apple. You guys, it's there's no record of anything of me being sassy. Um, I well, there is, except right I here in the, the beginning fifth. when you were just sassy immediately. I don't think I was. I think I, I right. got got at, and, and then therefore it, I was coming back again at right that now. And being like, defensive. You just feel the sass. No, <laughs> he's gonna. Our producer's gonna rage quit the show five mm-hmm. minutes. He's into like it. the doo doo yep, like the, the whole Discord, like first five ten minutes is gone now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll just cut it out. And be like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yep, and then it happened. It's fine. Um. All right. So let's get into our weeks. We'll dive right in. I'll start because sure. I don't have that much. Um, he always says. Why? Why are you shaking Everyone your always head? Says, to be fair, he's like, always, always says. like, "I'll start. I don't have much." And then thirty minutes go by. Oh, I don't want to hear it. Last week kidding. you went forty minutes long First onto like all, I have one game. If if, if we're being <laughs> fair, sass now. thirty-five of those minutes was airport shenanigans. Had nothing just to do saying. with games. Just saying. That's um, a friendly story, riffing between friends. I don't really think that counts as my week. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> so. I only played two games, and both are repeats, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on them. Um, I'm continuing on in Monkey Island. I played it, or Return to Monkey nice. Island. I played it on the airplane. It's a great little game to play on the go. Um, it's fun. I have a lot of fun with it. So, yeah, that continues. The thing I like about that game is it's because it's old school point and click, and it is a casual game, Like you're not looking anything up, right? Like If I'm getting stuck on something... I'm not looking up a puzzle on, like, what to do here. I'm just going to everywhere I've already been, because it doesn't take that long, to be like, what I miss? What it, what it, what can I find here? And I'm slowly piecing together the puzzles. So it's been fun. And then I continue on to Destiny. And, you know, Destiny is the weekly... I, I don't want to call We're it We're supposed to finish that campaign. So far, every time yeah. this year, we've been doing Destiny. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, just the weekly grind. It's still fun. I enjoy the season a lot. Um, and I'm almost, I have a couple pieces at like the soft cap of the gear and I'm working to get everything there, whether that happens before we finish the campaign together or not. Cause we're all really close. Um, it will, so it, it will, we'll finish the campaign the next time we're all on. Yeah. Oh, really? It, it, that's, we're that close. Yeah, we're, we're only just, we're only three missions, but if, if we but I know you said those, they're longer. Yeah, they're longer missions. So as long as we have a session like we did on Saturday, we'll we'll finish it for sure. Good, yeah. I mean, how long three was the session? Five. Wasn't that long, three, right? Yeah, like a few hours. Three we hours? we, had a, we, two we three played hours. like three or four, four hours. Almost, we played yeah. for a little we? while. Oh yeah, right. we had we had a yeah. good good session in. 
in a chunk, Brady. You say three or four hours, and then like the twenty-five-year-olds listening to us or twenty-year-olds are like, "Okay, three or four hours long session." I twitch stream for fucking six hours. Mm-hmm. I know that's our problem. Um. So yeah, those are the only two games I had. I I, I think you and I, you and I, the three of us should try and maybe hop on that campaign. Say Thursday, Wednesday. Allie, okay. tomorrow, Allie and I have trivia. So did I tell you guys about Not trivia? Wednesday. Yes. Witcher is having Wednesday. About how we're, you're almost positive that the team cheated. Yes. Because, yes. I didn't know if we talked about it on the pod, but yes. We're going Maybe. to trivia again tomorrow night, just like we did last night. And Wednesday. if I lose again, I'm burning the building down. I'm not. I don't care to lose. I don't. Well, that's not true. That's true. That's I, I, I do care to lose. <laughs> you're right. I really wanted that free six pack. Um, I don't think, I think, I don't know if it's beginner's luck. I don't think we're going to have like repeat luck the way we did because we went like 18 for 18 on questions through the first three rounds. We didn't miss a question until the fourth round. And there were some like ridiculous, like pull these out of your ass questions that we got right. I don't think we're going to get that lucky this next time to where we're going to be like that high going into the final, but we're going to check it out again tomorrow night. So that's that's been my week. That's pretty easy, easy peasy week. I'm gonna continue to. Yeah. I'll, I'll have Return to Monkey Island beat before we record next time because I'm, I have an appointment this weekend, so I'm gonna be in a chair for a while and I'll plenty of time to play, and I'll be in a hotel by myself, so I have plenty of time to play. We'd love to hear the full, yeah, feeling yeah. Of the game. So that should be beat before we play next time, um, and then hopefully we'll have the Destiny story beat before we play next time too. Yeah, yeah. To record. So yeah, that's me. I. Uh... I can go. I don't have so this. I think this is the first time in this podcast history that I have not beaten a game between episodes. Oh, not no. in podcast so history. Sad. Yeah, I think. I so. wouldn't I think, say no. I think every episode I've came and been like, "Well, I beat another one." Yeah, Are you sure? No, no, there have been episodes where you haven't beaten. Yeah. Game. I now know. I will say. I will say probably the first time in like four months. Yeah, it's that been a long time. Yeah. Either it's way. been a past like time. half year. Yeah. yeah. But uh, so yeah, I'm still working on uh, Metal Health Singer. Um, I am working on uh, and then like usuals like you know 14 and stuff. Um, I played some more Metal Health Singer today actually. Uh, and man, it's, it's still just crazy how much, like, I have never had a game that is just like, as soon as I started up, I'm just like, yep, everything about this game was just made for me. Like, there's just no, every corner of the, the way the menus transition, the way the care, like everything about the story so far is like, like I, I'll, because it, I mean, the story's not like that huge, big of a deal. So it's not, it's not like it's a spoiler at all, but there was a scene that I had today that I was like, dude, who who was watching me talk about the things that I like that they decided to put in this game? But, like, so in between you killing one of the, the like, demons of the different hells that you're going through, uh, the main demon that's trying to stop you, like, enacted something called the Ritual of Spears, which I guess... Makes it so that they can just like open up portals to wherever their target is, and then they throw spears through it, and wherever they're at, like it just immediately will home to you essentially. Um, and so you get peppered with like three spears, and your character rips them out, and then before one of the portals closes, sticks like half her body into it with the guns out, 
and is like Jesus. aiming at the devil that opened up the portals. And so, but you're in her home base, basically reaching out, and you start firing. And then the de- it's like doom levels of like the demons, like what the yeah. fuck? No, close it! Oh my god, this is not what I wanted. Like, and so then they shut it, and then you get pushed back out. But I was just like, oh man, it's so good. Like so. I showed you a game, not Metal Hellsinger, BPM. but I showed you a game very similar. Was it BPM? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes. I'm glad you remember the name because I was not going to remember the name. So, what is making Metal Hellsinger soundtrack. successful or fun over those other games like it? Just soundtrack. Soundtrack. Yep, that is. I is and the, and the fact thing, it's free on Game Pass. That too. That is a big thing. Oh yeah. Okay. That is probably the biggest thing. But I will say anecdotal like just between me because i played the demo for bpm as soon as you sent it to me mm-hmm. um and the only difference that i can find is the, the the quality of the soundtrack because mechanically it feels very similar and then you're just going to the beat and stuff the main thing yeah. is i think bpm had a lot of like stuff where it felt like it, this is my memory and the demo this was the demo too so it could have changed before full release so don't quote me on this part, but it seemed like they would the timings would change like as like you would go through the level, like the song like the song would either speed up, slow down, whatever it was, and so the timing for what you had to click would change. Um, whereas Metal Hellsinger is it is solid timing throughout the whole level. Like so So it, it, is, it wants you to be successful and it's not yeah, trying to trick you, like it wants you to hit that rhythm and hit those points. Yeah, because it's it's tr- it's it's whatever the beat is whatever the song is written in. So like if it like if you have a song that's like a four four, then that is that is the timing that you have to hit throughout the whole song. There's no, you know, changing it, essentially. Um So but I think it's also the quality of the soundtrack, like and I don't mean this to like disparage because I, I think the BPM was song where music was written all in house, if I'm not mistaken. So um, there's Tankians in there. It's good. No, that's Metal Hellsinger. I don't know that uh, he's I'm in sorry. BPM. I'm sorry, yeah, BPM. Sorry. But I think BPM was not. all like original music that some that, that studio wrote or something like that, or they contracted out. I'm not really sure, but um, and it was fine, but like it wasn't anything that I would like say is like you know like super crazy. Whereas exact, but pressed to your point, like Surge is in Metal Hellsinger. They've yes. got the chick from Arch Enemy. They got the dude from Lamb of God. The dude from Trivium. Like they there's got like a bunch of fucking yeah, but like big names and the but the um the musicians that they have writing the music for all these vocalists are also really good. Like. Incre- to the point where I was like, I've been I'm I'm hoping that they drop a soundtrack for this game so that I can just buy it because I like it is it's in, it's very very good and so it it helps because the the music is good the timing feels good mechanically the game feels great all the weapons feel awesome and so as you're going through the level there's just like no. You, there's like no slowdown. Like you're just constantly hype the entire time that you're going through. It's like there's no downtime. It just it feels so, and, and and none of the levels are too terribly long. Like they're yeah. you know like maybe six minutes, seven minutes at a time. So so with with it being free on Game Pass, how much leeway does that buy you for a game? So like say over BPM, something you may have paid fifteen bucks for or twenty bucks for, where this is free on Game Pass does that add points to the I, game's quality or does it just take longer to start 
detracting points from the I game's would, quality. I would say that it is... So I bought it on Steam, I should say. So like I oh okay, so you're not actually paying on okay. Yeah, so I played the I paid the thirty dollars, and I feel like I've gotten my money's worth already. But um, for for in general, I think Game Pass does a thing. I don't think that it adds to games quality, but it takes longer to detract points. That's what I would say. Anything if you get something on Game Pass, I think it just takes longer for you to be like, meh, I'm done, because it's like or, or or. not not I'm done, but it takes longer for you to be like, I'm upset at this game for doing X, Y, or Z. Because you're like, well, it's free, and I'm having fun, kind of. more time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I think it makes you stick around longer to see whatever a game might might have going for it. Um, Just like then, another game. Huh? <laughs> Just like another game. Yeah. Um, but then the, other, the only other game that I've played is um, I started... Uh, let me... I have to... It's a long ass name so I actually have to look this up because you're talking about you took a parking <laughs> no it no. is uh it I, I started okay. the game near automatic 2.147392465011123 no. no it's yeah uh you just started playing you took a parking I did I did play that I'm gonna get to that but I barely started okay. like I just was it was just I thought you said yeah me too yeah um where is it at okay uh, the Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky is what I have started playing. Um, okay. Sounds like a game by a Japanese company or a Chinese it company. Like a it is a game. it is a Japanese it is a Japanese yeah. role playing game, so it is a JRPG. Yeah. Shout um, <laughs> shout out shout out to the best names in the business, those JRPGs yeah. Yeah. over there. So I have heard <laughs> I have heard like constantly I've heard about the, the trail series like all the time. All all the time. And I bought one of them on a Steam sale like forever ago, um, and then I just have never gotten around to it. But then I hopped. I was like, I'm I'm gonna go through. I want to play a JRPG. This is what I'm gonna go for. So I went through it. I'm going through it now. Um, it's really good. It's really really good. Uh, the quick. I've I've played about five hours of it so far. The quick thing that I'll say is that it is a traditional. Um, turn turn based. So you know, if you like turn based, great. If you don't, it's not for you. Um, turn based are the best. I agree, but some you people have, don't like time. it. They get too boring. Um, yeah, if you're slow at it. Yeah. So the version on Steam uh, has the same quality of life stuff that uh, most JRPGs that come to. They have the speed boost, so you can just like hold a button down and just like zoom super fast through stuff, which is great. Um, Mechanically, I think the cool thing that sets it apart is that it, it has this thing. So its version of like trance moves or overdrives or you know whatever your Final Fantasy like you know whatever it is that you want, um, its version of it does a thing where as soon as you have the ability to pop off one of those moves, you press a special button, and um, it will immediately, no matter what where you are in the turn list. It will just pause everybody else's, like all the enemies' turns, and make you skip right to the front. And you can just attack any enemy that you want, no matter how far they are from you, whatever. And just immediately, basically one-shot them, like, from that moment. Which is fun, because um, it allows you, like, if so, if, if I'm at a turn-based battle and I'm fighting, like, seven enemies or something like that, I can just immediately hop to 
if I have one of those moves ready to go, I can just pop it and then boom, pick somebody and go. Uh, and it doesn't change anything about turn orders or anything, so you can just, it's basically free. Like, you just get to do a free hit, um, which is cool. Uh, story seems cool so far. I'm, the music is very, very good. Um, and that's about all I have to say about that one. And then, yes, the only other thing that I did this week was I played, on Game Pass, I played this game called You Suck at Parking. Um, yeah. For like an hour. And it was... Same. Really, really good. It's super fun. It's, but you just... Basically, the whole goal is to take a car as fast as possible to a parking spot. That is it. And hijinks ensue in between you and this parking spot. A little more to that, yeah. Um, I don't think so. That's the goal of the game, is to drive the car I mean, to the parking spot. To describe that to someone, it's not just you doing like a car, first person or third person. Oh yeah, well, it's 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 not down. a driving it's not a driving you, sim for no, sure. You it's, press it's a acceleration button and it's a top down like from above the screen, um, and you do this like as far as like get them around the map, and then you go there. Yeah, it's it's I I I can't get too much into it because I don't I haven't played too much of it. Yeah, I don't know what it gets crazy with, but uh, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah, the craziness ensues, like, there's levels... racing, kind of, yeah. Yeah, there's view. there's levels that do, like, uh, speed boost throughout it. There's ones that do, like, jump pads. There's some that you have to yeah. dodge mines that are on the track. There's one that deals with magnets where it will push or pull you away from certain sure. things. So you have to try to, like, turn in and do stuff. But that's why I said about, like, hijinks ensue between you and the parking spot, because there's just... On, and, and also ridiculous amount I, of stuff they'll throw at you. Yeah, it's it's also like they tell you this in the very beginning, and they push this to you very hard. There's no reverse. Nope. You stop, and you're done. Right. So as soon as you break and you stop, you're done. So there's no reversing and going back into the parking spot. Wait. So are you, you? You're done. Like you're out of the match if you stop. No. You just. Uh, you just respawn. And you have to try oh, again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your car is dead at that point. Like as soon as you stop, your car is done. Uh, if you do not get to the parking spot, which is a little square that says P on it, uh, you need to do it all over again. Yeah. So then you go back all and you drive around, and it's like this top-down view, and you drive around, and you go to your parking spot, and you stop. Yep. But it was super and fun. I a parking. And I really, really want to try the multiplayer with you guys because I think it would yeah, be really I'm very fun curious time. about it. Yeah, yeah. So you can get up to eight people, and I saw like in the trailer that I sent you guys, it looks wild. But yeah, that's it. That's it for my week. All right, it's a short week. Well, yeah, I didn't beat, I didn't beat anything. Yeah, I think we all have short weeks. No one, none of us beat anything this week. Um, but uh, I, I also played. You still got parking. And I played a bit more of it today, too, as well. Uh, so I had like a handful of levels going in. And I'm looking at the high scores. It's kind of that same thing with the uh, Ollie Ollie world. It's to where like you're looking yeah. at high scores and like, God damn, Christian, everyone else has just beat me through this. Like, there's like getting like five to eight seconds. There's a co- dude, there's a couple off. times that I placed like top 300. <laughs> and it's like, God damn it. Like, why, why do I even try? Like, I'm, not, <laughs> I want to look to see. But when I look to see, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I so, love doing high score stuff, man. I do too, but I'm never good at it. So. No. 
Too much pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care about the pressure. I was going to see what happens. Um, no, I just continue. <laughs> I just continue on. As long as it's good enough for me to progress, that's all I need to know. That's fair. Um, so, yeah. With uh, you suck at parking, it's... Um, if you guys have ever seen... like To me, it's like it feels like a RC car kind of game. So, um, if you 100%. guys know about RC yeah. cars, remote control cars... You press a forward button and then you do left and right for those cars. So therefore, they are going that way and just going forward. There's no reverse in this game, uh, like I said before. So you're going there and like most of these levels are two to three parking spots, and you have to stop on them on not on the dime necessarily, but you have to get on those spots and stop in them. Um, if you do it perfectly, you, you have scores. to do all, you have to do all two to three or you're competing against other you need to do people all to get one to beat the level. It's you just have to do you. all of them. It's, it's just, just you. you. The multiplayer is a separate mode. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, so I, I never played multiplayer, but as far as a single player campaign, it's all I played so far. It's just you. You have an overworld map. You can uh, choose certain worlds and levels to go through multiple different sections and then there's like two or three parking spots in each of those sections where you drive around. Uh, you have certain obstacles. I found out a new obstacle today, which was if you touch a wall and a certain obstacle, you just die. Oh, yeah, dude, the exploding. Yeah, yeah the firewalls. Yeah, the, the red, kind of like the red glowing firewall. They do not explain that to you. You just find out. Yep. Otherwise, like there's also parts that like, you just follow the map. If there's no bumpers there, kind of that kind of shit. Um, but otherwise you're just driving around, parking that spot, parking that spot, parking that spot. And that's your time, right? Um, if it, how long it takes you is where your high score gets you for the most part. Yeah. And there's two ways to finish a level. There's like, you can oh. just, you can park. And if you just like respawn and keep trying, then it gives you like a little like red card with like a heart saying like, Hey, you parked it. But if you park without dying, so if you just do like three in yeah. a row, no dying. Yeah. Then you get like this little gold, the perfect emblem, and you perfect it. So I've perfect like fifty, like I per- I've perfected it like every level so far that I've played. Damn, jeez, yeah, yeah. See, did you say fifty? Well, however many I've done, yeah, it, I did a lot. It, I like blasted through a lot of the levels. <laughs> they're not very long, to be fair. No, they're like they're like I did not do fifty. They're like you're like you're ending with times when you perfect them. You're ending with times that are like fourteen seconds long. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> not for Preston. He's not that high in the rankings. I'm, just, but <laughs> you, I'm saying when you perfect certain levels, that's where your that's where your time is at. At some of them, I've seen at least thirty for all of us, including me looking at Christian's scores. Well, so when you get farther in the game, under exaggerating. Okay. These, well, maybe yeah. maybe you haven't gotten far enough yet. Okay. Probably not. Um, but other than that, uh, I did try to play Mel Hesingers. Um, I will like to let everyone know that, uh, Xbox one series consoles is iCloud only. And that is not where you should play the fucking game. Yeah. It's the iCloud uh, ones and not the series consoles, just the regular Xbox one. No, Xbox yeah, one series S Xbox one series X, like no, no, Xbox series game uh, consoles. It, it's, it's. Xbox naming for consoles yeah. is convoluted. The series ones have one, it get local, yeah. 
game consoles are not where you should be playing that because that's not how you should play a rhythm game. No. Um, so I tried it. I tried it. I gave it my all. I went through the tutorial to a point, and I'm like, this does not feel great. Why does everybody love this game? This game feels like garbage. <laughs> oh, I'm playing it. Because I'm streaming it over the internet. Yeah, yeah it's so a terrible therefore, decision. Yeah, it's not a great idea. It's only a decision I have, to be fair. Um, so I jumped off that quickly. I'm like, okay, I'll just play this somewhere else later. Uh, as soon as I get my Xbox, Xbox Series X, not Xbox One Series X, but as soon as I get Xbox Series X, I will play that game and love the hell out of that. I'm sure. Honestly, since you're keeping your PS5, you should just keep. You should just get a Series S. Yeah, I don't know. Play a little extra more and get the. Get the top yeah, dog. you you do like the get big that pretty. tall boy right next to the other tall boy. Yeah, you like the big I, shiny. I, I know. I just, just kind of want it. Um. But other than that, um, I did play some more of Final Fantasy IX. So I went through the, uh, the uh, it's not the life tree, which my walkthrough thought it was for the longest time. He's like, oh, I thought it was the life tree. I'm like, no. Mm-mm. He's like, no, it's not the life tree. It's the, the if it tree. Yeah, right? the if it tree. Yeah. <clears throat> so I went through all of that. Um, daggers. Mother died. We are doing the funeral now. So you are firmly in disc three. And that's pretty much where I stopped. We're now in Alexandria. And yeah. that's uh-huh. where I found the new yeah. save point. I'm like, you know what? I just need to stop here now. Um, that's a good stopping point. And to continue on later on, we'll do that. I cannot believe yes. that 2022 is going to be the year that Preston finishes a JRPG. <laughs> that's not Persona. That's not Persona. RPG. Yeah. I finished like fucking Persona games. I'm saying that's not Persona. The, I've only that's any, not Persona. Yes, it. yes. That's not. I have never ever seen you finish a JRPG that's not named Persona. Well, my best friend told me to play this game. It's his favorite Final Fantasy game. Maybe I'll finish Final Fantasy X at some point. It's okay. You don't have to. It's not that good. To be fair, <laughs> I played through Final Fantasy X pretty far at a certain point because those cutscenes are fucking. Yeah, phenomenal. but your your crush on Riku could only carry you so far. Yeah, and then I have uh, Final Fantasy, what, 12, my backlog, which has Bunny Girl. So it does have Bunny yeah, Girl. Yeah, put me a little further. Um, other than that, I have one more new game, which I have bought. It's a PC game. You bought a PC game? I did. It's not a big one. It's not something that's like super graphically, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Vampire Survivors. Oh, right. You we were guys, talking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vampire Survivors? I meant I like to I play this. Okay. You should. I meant to play this for like just like a half an hour today. I'm like, I just want to take like, get a little dabble in so I can talk about it It today. sucked you in, didn't it? I played it for like an hour and a half, man. Yep. I, I played it for much longer than I thought I would. I heard that so, it's like an enveloping thing when you oh get into it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so much fun. So um, Vampire Survivors is like a top-down game. Um, I would consider like would Christian you know a little more about it. Would you consider a roguelike game? It I think that rogue-like. it is like it is like yeah. So it's roguelike, but it is also basically just a clicker. Like it is the game. It's not even a clicker. I don't even consider that. It's just I I, I to be fair, like they say like uh, I I checked in like hey do you do this one mouse and keyboard like no, just put a controller, and so I put my Xbox controller. To be fair, it's the Goon Squad one, which actually works on the, my PC, which is fun to know about because that was worrying for me on my xbox um 
but I plug that thing in and you just do the directions and you upgrade your weapons yeah. and your thing. That's what I mean. Is that and there's no button presses outside of that. That's, that's what I mean. Else. That's what I mean by saying it's a clicker is because clickers typically just have one action. Like that's it. And yeah, Vampire Survivors, you're just moving. Like there's no, Otherwise, the, the, yeah, the yeah, game yeah. plays yeah. itself. Yeah. The, to a point. So, so you're, you're only moving around. Yeah. Yeah. You're moving around the space. It's kind of, it looks like old school Diablo towards like an overtop map. And yours is one character. And you can unlock new characters that have different like starting points, right? It's like Diablo uh, perspective, but it's like old Castlevania art style, I think. Weird. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You're, you're correct. Yeah, towards like more the more of a, a lower bit rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm playing in, and then the first one is like okay, so you have a directional like every time you look forward or left, um, that's where your whip goes, aka Castlevania. Um, every couple of seconds, it will do that whip. You're not pressing the whip. It just does that every couple of seconds. Yep. And then after 15, 20 seconds, if you get enough experience, you will have a new upgrade, which yeah. could be if it goes faster. You just level up. You could have two whips. You could have a different weapon that happens on top of that. Many things could happen after that point. More health, anything. And that continues to uh, ascend as you go through this entire game. Yeah. And the more you get through this game, the more chaos happens, which I love. So at first, it's just mostly just just bats are coming at you, right? Um, So I'm going through here. I'm going through this, that with the whip guy. I'm like, I hate this whip guy. It's it's not fun for me. I unlock the next person who is like uh, the sorcerer lady. And then she just, she has a thing that doesn't do left and right whips. It's just... uh, Every couple seconds, she does like a uh, spell that just puts a little ball of light that hits some enemies, right? So it just puts a spell out. It's bump, 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 kills that enemy. You pick up. You have to pick up those little like uh, drops for the experience. So that 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 to me is like the big part of the game. Is like I will walk around the map as I'm killing people. Those people are dropping experience points, and I'll come back around that part of the map. And then pick up those experience points to get my big drops to me. Um, at the beginning, you kind of just... It, there's not enough enemies to where you have to worry about it. So you just kind of like, kill that person. Okay, you're going to the experience point. But later on, like there's a, a straight up like a, uh, a wave of bats that will come at you. Like just a full on to the bottom right of the screen, to the top left of the screen. Those like a big wave. Not the entire screen, but like a small chunk of them will come come through there. And at first, that was like, fuck me. That thing is going to mess my day up. I have no way of competing with this, blah, blah, blah. But when you go through the upgrades, you find certain upgrades that help you get through certain points of those levels, if you will. Because the levels don't like progress as far as like, you're completed. You're done. Here's all your experience points. Go to the next level. No, it's just it just builds up through the entire time. Um, so far to me, because I've seen other levels that look different, but this is just so far the uh, the Diablo green grass kind of like area looking for me right now. Um, it's been a fantastic time. I've gotten to level, I want to say twenty, but maybe right below that. Um, as far as my experience, my character level. Yeah. And then uh, 
It's always been with a sorcerer lady. I haven't... I could choose to unlock the other people because I have the coins for it. But I haven't chosen to do that yet because I feel like she is... She has the point to where her benefits are your experience has a higher percentage of increasing because you chose her. Otherwise, this person has more higher damage. This person has this and that. Um, but I like the experience increase. So I choose her. And then what I've been enjoying is that when you do get that level increase, it gives you at least two, no, it gives you, I think three options, uh, to where it's like, Hey, and I think the random, pretty, pretty, pretty sure randomized to where it's like, Hey, do you want to throw out axes like Castlevania mm-hmm. to where it just randomly, it just throw out an ax that ax touches any enemy in the map. When it throws it out, it will do damage to it. Um, if you have the, uh, it's like holy water, which what I love is that it just drops down the lap, map and it's an area effect. So if anything is there in that area, done, it's it will clear. damage it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it will damage it over time. So if anything walks into it, even what, so it will damage that. And depending on the enemy, to be fair, it might damage it immediately, but it might not. Yeah. Um, my favorite is the garlic. So you can get these, uh, this like garlic. I can't remember the exact name of this, but essentially it says garlic in the name, but it creates an aura around you. So therefore very weak enemies, like the small bats will pretty much automatically die. If they get, I mean, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The garlic. Yeah. Yeah. And that one is my go-to. As soon as I see that, like done, got it, go for it. And then the second upgrade for that is make it a little bit bigger, make it a little more damaging. Like, Fuck yes, why would I do that? So when that giant wave of bats comes to you, you're just like, yeah, come at me, bro. Yeah. Just just bring those bats to me. Give me all experience. I will fucking take it right now. It's not a big deal to me. And I just fucking take that wave in. But afterwards, that wave also includes some zombies or some skeletons or this and that. Whereas that's not going to kill them. But maybe... If I also have the firepower and my other like spell thing hits them and this and that, that might take him, take care of them. But I, I essentially just do try to do circles around the map and so just go like, through there, get all my experiences. It's like Hades, like combining the boons you get whenever you meet right. a god, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you get special abilities and sense. stuff with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 But yeah, it, it's it's very fulfilling. It's very fun. It's something I can listen to. Or not, I listen to something I play while I listen to a podcast yep. or just something else to where it's like just the good. I won't, I don't want to say dumb fun because it's, it's, it's very well planned out. And I think the further I get through it, the more I will find out about the game. But so far, Vampire Survivors is a fucking phenomenal game worth every penny I spent for it. Five dollars on both of my Steam accounts because I fucked up and paid for it on my old Steam accounts. <laughs> But either way, having having two licenses for stuff is just your thing, huh? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you do just like yeah. doubling up on licenses. To be fair, Double I can also just go back to that other Steam account and refund it immediately if I wanted to. But to be fair, I feel like these guys deserve the money. So, yeah, um, I, yeah I it, it's I've yeah. seen it to a point where the, the somebody I think it was one of the podcasts that you and I listened to, but he got it to Past the point. He got, yeah, he got one of the characters leveled up to the point where the game just played itself. Like he got up. And walked away for 45 Stopped. minutes, and when he came back, the game said that he had won. 
Yeah, because you have so many things coming out of you. Because you don't have to press the actions to actually do the attacks. So they just come out of you. So like um, when I talk about the aurora, that's always there. When I talk about the axes, those just pop off every couple of seconds. When you get upgrades, you can have those axes pop out more often. Um, same thing with like uh, the sorcerer with her basic attack. That happens every couple of seconds. Or like every 0.5 seconds. Yeah. And it attacks something that's nearby. Uh, so therefore, you don't have to actually worry about direction outside of a few um, things you can unlock. Like there's a uh, there's a dagger you can unlock. If you're like, okay, if I'm going to do like a diagonal left, that's where the dagger will go. Um, but It's like a that, twin, twin stick shooter, but you're not. But yeah. you have, you have yeah. both analog sticks taped down. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it just shoots for you automatically. You just have to say what direction do you want to go, sort of thing. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's been a very big surprise to me. I, I've seen this game many times. I've seen it with like Christian mentioned it. I saw Pat stares at it, play it, um, and then I heard a lot of people talk about it here and there within the past couple months. I'm like, you know what? It's cheap enough. My computer can play it. <laughs> so let's go at it because it's. Honestly, this would have been a great Switch game. This would have been the most yes, I phenomenal agree. Switch game, but it's only on Steam. Yeah. From what I'm aware of. So, yeah, that's uh, all I've been playing. Um, I would just like to give a quick shout out to, uh, yeah, Andor's great. Um, other than that, I don't think I have too much else as far as TV shows. I did start Steven Universe. It's great. It, it, that's not great. It's fine. It's very positive. I understand why people would recommend it to me. Um, I don't feel it's something I will go hard into. So it hasn't gotten its hooks in yet. I mean, the first two episodes, like, yeah, it's a pretty good game. I'm pretty sure it's a good show. I'm I'm, 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 going to watch the show. Then I I get more into the episodes. I'm like, "Uh, it's fine. It's very positive. It's very good. But I don't know if I want to go this hard into this kind of show. Um, I'll do it every once in a while. That's fine. Um, Holly Quinn finished. That's very good. Uh, Primal finished, which is fucking phenomenal. Um, if any of you guys have been watching Primal, I don't think any, both of you are. I haven't started uh, yet. I'm, I am going to start it, though. Anyone who's been watching it, uh, it ends. You sold me on the pedigree of it. The ending... For this last season, there's something we can talk and about it, later. And it's the last season, right? Is what you said. I'm pretty sure the 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 ending of this last episode seems pretty final. Could mean something. Could mean something different if they want to continue, but I don't think they will. I think it was just a fun, like, hey, if you want to, we can. If you know, HBO wants to give me like. Twelve million dollars. I will finish this show, kind of deal, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That that animated series is never getting twelve million dollars, but yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm well, so particular yeah. about my animated shows that I don't know. Yeah, like, you it even looks, watch it, good anime. It, look, man, <laughs> it it takes a lot for me to get into an anime, right? Um, like, I'm I'm telling you, Primal is no. That's what I'm saying different. is that even the animes you do like, you don't watch. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I watched. I watched. I, I, it, I guess Primal is now finished now, so Primal is very good. Uh, Atlanta, doing God's work. Uh, Atlanta's been fantastic. If anyone else has watched it here, Atlanta's fucking phenomenal. 
been loving this shit out of that. I'm going to start a fight between you and Alexa when uh, I asked her about it. Because I was like, yeah, Preston was talking to me. He still he really wants me to check out this Atlanta show. And I was like, you watched it before, right? And she was like, yeah, it was okay. I fell off in the middle of the first season. And I was like, well, that's cool. that was That was Allie and I. We fell off in season two. What? Yeah, you know, when... When he when he quit when he quit winning all the awards, I guess I think the critics fell off too. <laughs> it's a good show. It's uh, I think there well, are better. According to shows, Preston, it is the like it. it is the best show, and so that's why I was like asking about it. But so, so this I weekend like when we when hang out, to, Preston, you can grill Alexa yeah. about her Atlanta stuff. I feel when you get to the later seasons, like it does change. So like the f- first couple seasons, okay, we're going to get them deep in the woods because we're not too far into the episode. Um, the, the first couple seasons of Atlanta are like, you know, um, herb and like kind of trying to get in like the kind of, uh, the, uh, the, the game going as far as his music, uh, beat goes. But then like the third and fourth, I think this is now the fifth season. Like I can't remember the season numbers, but, this is now final season in the past like season or two before that have just gotten strange and they gotten weird to where like, it's not super attached to what was happening in those last few seasons outside of the characters and what they're doing and like just those people. Um, but it's become more of like, Hey, let's have fun stories with these characters and not just like drive home that we're doing Paperboy all season. Right. Which I feel has made this show 1,000 times better. Um, Paperboy seasons are great as far as like the first like one or two, maybe three. I can't remember the seasons again, like I said. But I feel that outside of that, they have done different things and gotten stranger with it and made it much better. Much, much better. So... If you were on the fence with Atlanta, like for a season or two, I'm gonna let you know it gets fantastically better, much better. He's looking Alex directly in the eyes right now. I'm looking down, so I'm not looking in the camera. So yes, <laughs> Preston. I, I Preston gives a lot of the stuff he <laughs> likes a lot of leeway. Oh, I do, but I also Ooh. like let you know I'm giving that leeway <laughs> with this. I'm letting you know, Alex. He's just looking in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> and Alex is give looking, it you know, more of a try. It ain't happening. And then we'll no, we Alexa later on. Allie and I so have it on our up next to to watch. Um we just gotta watch it. We gotta power through and, and Sure. No, power through is not a thing you wanna do with that. It's just um like <laughs> when you get through like the first like season or two, that's one thing, but once you get to, like the different episodes, like it's just the episodes are so separate from each other. They're not like actually super connected, which is nice to have. Uh, it's very fun to see. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and talk about She-Hulk and Reservation Dogs is also fucking phenomenal. Um, and all these other game shows, yeah. I'm not going to go into it until you finish. That's, that's my new thing. But I did want to mention Atlanta because fuck, it's a goddamn good show. Did you guys watch the uh, the latest episode? Did Christian, you guys watch the latest episode of uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, I did. This I have recap. I, Christian I, doesn't watch them. I haven't watched. Oh, you any. don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? That's right. So it's the ten-year fucking jump. It's the recast. It, to be fair, it feels odd. Oh, and Alex was dreading this. I remember now. 
it, it, to be fair, it feels, I know Christian. Uh, and it sounds like his fears Alex, were confirmed based. I can, because Alex has this tone. Like, I always know when the tone, like, I can read the emotions yeah. right there. Fair enough. So, Alex, if you want to talk about it, we can. Uh, I feel that that 10 year jump was fucking, they did not have any, like, preface. It was just out of nowhere, like, just, like, oh, yeah, it's a new episode. We're going to just jump 10 years over. They, uh, this they repiloted the show. Like, it, it felt like we watched a pilot and then four episodes. Yeah. And then we watched a pilot for yep. a new show. Ew. You're not wrong. I'm not saying it got bad because the it's, performances it's and everything horrible. were good. Well, he's but not, it, not saying that. It, well, it's a, it, it, no, but, no, but it distinctly feels like a different show. Yeah. That's they weird. Should, they, I feel they should have done like a, uh, like a miniseries before Game of Thrones, uh, House of Dragons. And or why not just have been like... like the House of Dragons. If, if this was if this was a season two jump, it would have yeah, been Yeah, I was going to say, why not have the jump between seasons? Yeah, that's what it should have been because, you know, the shows do that all the time. The Crown, they've recast that show like four times to do like different ages of the Queen and like that's always been fine because you, because again, you have a repilot every season but to do it full five episodes in is very, it was weird. I told Ali straight up, I was like, this feels like a, a, a second pilot and we were watching like that little like five minute thing after with like the producers yeah. and the writers and they're like it was our chance to repilot the show during a recast i'm like there That's, you go but why would you do that yeah. five episodes in is very odd right like to be know. fair like five episodes in is five hours in for game of thrones but still and actually more than five hours in because everything is like an hour plus but still it's i think you should done like a miniseries with the younger cast and then, like this, the the platform we jump off on for Leave the House the, of Dragons. Yeah, yeah. After that point, uh, but it's yeah, it's whatever. It's fine. It's every time I watch House of Dragons, I wish I was watching the Ring of Power. So, well, so um, that's interesting. You say that, Preston, because I told <laughs> Allie, I, I told Allie, there's so much pressure on the writers and creators of Ring of Game of Thrones because the creator, the show, not the creator. The showrunner is leaving after this season. He HBO was Amazing. like, well, not for like a negative reason, but HBO came to him and they're like, "Hey, bro, you've done such great work with Game of Thrones." He directed like Battle of the Bastards episode. He directed the Night King episode. So he's really good. And they're like, "Hey, once you get this show off the ground, would you like to do two other pilots for two other random shows? Like, we'll just give you a blank check." And he goes, yeah. yep. So he's leaving to go do his own thing. So yeah, I, told I actually Allie, respect that. That's cool. I respect that. Yeah. yeah like, so yeah. I told Ali, I was like, so after episode four, before the recast, I was like, man, Game of Thrones in a weird spot. Because if you F this up, then everybody at Amazon is going to throw a party because you have two competing fantasy shows. One, so so. Ring of Power is slowing itself down and taking more time each episode and getting better and better. Oh, it is. And right it as, really, and, I'm so happy right it's slowing down. Yeah, and right yeah. as Game of Thrones is starting to get good and you really like these young characters who did a great job, you're going to recast it. And I was like, if they F this time jump up, it's got, Amazon's going to throw a party and people at HBO are going to start like running around like chickens with their head cut off like, what did we just do? Oh, yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, last thing I'll say is that, uh, since we're going back into other, uh, shows, go back to the ring of power. I don't think this is a spoiler. If I need to, I'll put it in there and, uh, 
interject, but spoilers for three minutes and 30 seconds in three, two, one, go. That scene with the Balrog and the tree and you should the totally elf put a spoiler warrior on this. and the lightning was the fucking coolest goddamn thing I've ever seen in my entire goddamn life showing the like, the creation, creation of, of Mithril. Mithril. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I agree. It was very, it's very fucking cool. Fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I've, I've been, I've been every single episode that goes by. I've been like, all right, they're they're slowing down. They're showing more things. They're doing, they're doing better. We'll see. That's like a flashback. That's the like, only, man. the only thing I want. It's funny because I wanted them to take it slower for like dialogue and story related reasons, and they are, and it's getting good. But now there's two things that I want to know the answer to, like who is the head of the orcs. And who is the wizard? And they're refusing to give names. Yeah. Like the one guy, like they throw up another spoiler, throw it in here, but they throw that guy at his feet and he's like, I give my service to you, Sauron or whoever you are. Yeah. And he never confirmed or denied anything. He's just like, it's a service to be paid in blood. And that was, you're like, but who are you? I, like (laughs) I said, I don't think they're going to show Sauron. There's no way you could successfully show Sauron without armor and make people happy. And, well, so I, don't I actually we'll disagree. We'll do it. I disagree. Okay, do you? Okay, fair yeah, we'll because you yeah, totally we'll because it. well, so like the games have already done like the Shadow of Mordor game. Like you got to see old Elf Sauron, and you've seen like they've they've released like drawings. Did we? Of him before. I only remember Kalimdor in that game. Nope. I don't no, remember Elf Sauron in that game. So so Kelebrimbor was in there, but he. Or sorry, was, Kelebrimbor is what it was. They yeah. had so many flashbacks between him and Sauron arguing, like when Sauron first got uh, one of the rings okay. of power. So yeah, that totally is a thing. Like old Elf Sauron is uh, is for for real. That being said, my biggest fear is like I I just want them to keep dragging it out and like taking their time and building up to some <laughs> because the problem is is like ugh I I've talked about this before in my like with my knowledge of the thing like I'm cursed because it's like. The minute, the minute that Sauron comes back to 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 Middle Earth, uh, and he like is back in power, that like r- right around that time is when Galadriel is supposed to have her kid that Elrond ends up being with, and then they have Arwen. So like, right. you can't not do that because if you don't do that, then. Arwen doesn't exist, which means the whole like that th- you have cascading like like I, I totally understand their whole like oh we're gonna shorten the timeline down all those other things but there's like certain things that you can't you can't skip because it wouldn't make any fucking sense <laughs> to somebody like me. Ali said that the other day as well, and so also movie wise, it's one yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like these things like these movies have already happened. So you can't just be like, like, and then because it's like, well, what is that? But so that's the like is every single episode. I'm like, my fears are like, like some of my other complaints are completely like they're, they're getting better. I'm like, yeah, this is good. They're doing their thing. But there's this like looming threat on the horizon of all these events that I know are supposed to happen. And they keep like, they just aren't hinting at the possibility of any of those things happening. I think, I don't think this season you'll see the one who ends up, the, the, the daughter who ends up being with, um, 
Oh God! Why well, I just forgot Elrond. His name. Elrond, thank you. Um, I don't think you will see that this season. I don't think they're going to skip that though. But they I just do. I do think what they're going to do I don't, is the even fall if they decide of, to. I'm just going to fuck the the fall of the Numenor. Like I think you're right about that. Where they you could already tell like the fall of Numenor. It it's going to be and quick. that's the that's the so that's, that's the thing. Like the that's one. like that's, that's the thing. okay. It but is it but uh, like. It is and it isn't. Like it is yeah. and it like, like I I get that they have to get where they're going, but like that that kingdom took like so long to fall, <laughs> and they're about to shake. They're about to take like what took like I think it's like twelve hundred years, episode and, and a half, and they're about to knock it out in a fucking week. And it's like, yeah, you guys, like because the problem is, is then it has cascading effects of like the Numenor is supposed to be this badass race of people that live for mm-hmm. four or five hundred years at a time and they they're one it's their main force that helps like the kingdom can't fall that quickly and the reason that i it can't is because the beginning of the lord of the rings that that last alliance of men and elves and all the other stuff was made up of a bunch of numenorians and elves like so no, like you can't just be like, oh, their kingdom's gone. Womp womp. Because they, it's like, where did you get the? Where did the millions of soldiers come from in that in that beginning? They should have. Like, and I think this is sometimes a problem with nuance that just gets lost in writing of a TV show, which is you could have started to show the breaking down of the Numenor and the strife that the kingdom was going through in dialogue and backstory of the old king, right? Like, we come into Numenor when uh, the old king's daughter is currently reigning. The king, the queen regent, yeah. The queen regent, and, you know, you could have given us backstory to why he isn't reigning right now beyond the fact, like, he's old and he's a little crazy. And that, you could have hinted at this kingdom and strife, but you really haven't been until they say we're not going to help Galadriel and then the leaves start to fall off the tree, and they're like, oh, God, the we're in trouble because we're not holding up to it. And then they're like, we are going to help Galadriel. And you have one dude in a, in a conversation with his son that's like, you're short-sighted. I'm not helping the elf. Like, this is good for us. And that short conversation is the only hint at this, like, kingdom and turmoil and strife when you could have yes. led up. You could have you planted seeds through other side characters that we've met that, and you did it. And that's right what you should have done that's, that's show my, that's been going on for a while. That's my biggest thing is that the show is getting better, but mm-hmm. they are every time ta- it is the whole, the, the, in its totality, the show is still absolutely teetering on being able to just to be like, Hey man, they threaded the needle. They somehow figured it out. And nope, this is stupid. Like, just like, it's, it's, it's a little too basic for you. It's not even that it's basic. It's just that I don't want them. I just there's like certain of it. And again, like the like Galadriel's kid thing, right? Worst case scenario, they shove that off a couple seats. But as long as it's an event that happens before the giant war and the kid like grows up, you know, all the others and. You know, then at least you're like, well, at some point she gets old enough and Elrond is like, hey, you're 5,000 years younger than me, but let's let it rock. I'm down. And then, you know, do whatever. Right. Like, but I just think you just could you, you know, this better than I do. Could you could this girl already exist? I know it may not in the book, 
But, like, would you be upset if this girl already existed, we don't know about it, and then come season two, there's all of a sudden a conversation with Elrond where, like, hey, you were betrothed, you've been putting off these duties for this long, but it's time to honor what was said before, right? Like, and you I would skipped to the birth and you did all this, but the girl was just already living in one of these kingdoms and came into play? I would think that that's poor writing, but it would not upset me, if that makes sense. It would sense. work. It, and, it and would work. Have, I think that's a way to it, do it, and it's a way to keep your crazy-ass, like, speeded-up timeline and you uh, wouldn't have check. to screw up Galadriel's story, where all of a sudden she has to, like, find love and have a baby and do all this stuff, right? You're just yeah. like, oh, this, this already happened. Just happened off screen and... Yeah, if that's if that's what they want to do, then I, hey, if you get there, you get there. That's I don't. It's just there's like like I said, like like what Ali was talking to you about. There's just certain events, like there's certain events that you can just sort of skirt by, and it's not the biggest deal in the world, right? Like mm-hmm. like if you want to skip past like some random battles that might happen or some things, or you want to speed them up and put them closer together. Like, whatever, you know, it's not the end of the world. But there's, like, any plot point that is in that timeline that reaches into stuff that's already been done. So whether that's in The Hobbit or whether that's in the Lord of the Rings movies, if you have a plot point that reaches into those things, you have to do it. You you can't skip it and just pretend like it's not there because that's really stupid. Well, you have Aragorn's dad there. Right. So like that's so well so that's the thing is that that's not even Air that's not Aragorn's dad, but it's like I think this will be the part that I don't remember. I he's many great grandfathers from like Asilador, but uh Son of Asilador, I thought, right? No, he's the heir of Asilador. Okay, heir of Asilador. Yeah, yeah. Um his his dad's name is like Arathorn or it's like yeah Aragorn son of Arathorn yeah, yeah his 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 dad's Thorn, name is Arathorn yeah. but either way and no one needs to know that because that's irrelevant but that's what's <laughs> in my brain but yeah I just remember it. the quote like heir of Asilador I'm like oh yeah yeah, yeah he's like you're Asilador's heir not Asilador himself yeah. the whole yeah spiel but that's my point is that there's just like cascading effects that you just like you can't you can't like you have to you have to <laughs> do something. Like, you know, so can, we'll, we'll see. Can I tell you sure. my biggest problem with the show? Sure. And Go for it's, it. it's the Harfoots. So oh, I love the Harfoots. We, yeah, yeah, you like them. They're so nice. They have oh, that. They're like, we go. oh, we stay, nice, on the pa- like we, we stay on the path. We stay on the path. They fucking they, walk for fucking five episodes, so. Yeah, but they're, they're packing up, right? And they're like, everybody's getting packed up, and they're like, stay on the path, leave no one behind. They start chanting it, singing it, like, we all stay on the path, and we don't Grateful leave anybody behind. Yeah. yeah, and they say all that. And then they're like, except for you motherfuckers in the back of the line, good luck <laughs> stay it, catching up. And then they're like, oh, let's pour back one out for our... Let's pour one out for our homies who were too slow to walk with us. We left his ass in the snow. No, okay. Or like pour That's, one out for the dude no, attacked by a happened. wolf. Sorry. No, they did. Their whole saying was like, don't leave anybody behind. They're like, mm, but broken leg and sorry sucks to suck, bro. I mean, like, look, it, man, you it, can't. It makes them go first of all, slower. Brutal. Your They're main so wolf. First brutal. of all, just so we're clear, you subscribe to that philosophy. And I, <laughs> sure. I need, and I need look no further than the Last of Us ending discussion 
to say so like if anything you should get like a harfoot symbol tattooed on your but chest nobody, but Number nobody two, in the I'm last of us made, but nobody you. in the last two, of us made a motto you of like, was like everyone survives like we we do don't harm others only harm the clickers like that wasn't their that's that not wasn't true their motto in the last of us that's not true that's no their motto their motto was for the greater was, good Right. So, okay. So, to in that scenario, is one person who was straggling behind because of whatever reason getting Love eaten by a wolf, is that a reason to stop, or for the greater good, should you just keep it pushing? If your motto was "keep it pushing," then that's fine. But you're that is literally their motto. You, their motto is "no one gets left behind." No, they're they're going to attempt <laughs> they, that to the best of their ability. <laughs> But, but that's why that's why Nori gets yelled at all the time because she keeps putting her nose in business that doesn't belong in. Yeah. And there she's endangering the overall group. And that's why they keep saying we have laws. And when you break them, that means you get shoved to the back of the line because which is a literal death sentence. Yeah, sometimes well, man, I mean, you, you can't equate that. You can't equate that in The Last of Us. I'm no. I'm saying it's the same no, philosophy yeah, yeah. of the greater good, and you subscribe to it in one, so you subscribe to it here. No, that's it's. You it had no problem down. icing your daughter for a chance at survival. Same thing here. Not not my daughter. And she was okay with it. And she's based, if it would have oh, happened, wow. if, so if, if we're it, just out here telling people that step parents and adopted parents aren't parents, that's bold. That is bold. Hey, hey, look, say into the Hands microphone. Up. Don't facts, do that. Fact, facts is facts. <laughs> facts so- is facts. <laughs> I can't, dude. We're gonna get another. We're gonna get multiple messages again. Of I was screaming at my radio when Alex said that adopted <laughs> and step parents aren't parents. Look, man. All I'm saying is, what did everyone yeah, hate? What did everybody hate about The Last of Us Two? Uh, there it was, was made. Went like an hour or two into it. Yeah. There was specifically a character that people hated. I don't remember the girl's name. They said her oh, character no. development sucked, and they no, the, and that the fact was that not, it was made too. Yeah, no the 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 thing that they people complained about with Last of Us Two was of a, a character death that happened an hour into the game. And that character, the one you're talking about, killed this character. Right. And so she was, what I will say, unfairly picked on by dark corners of the internet for her appearance. So that one's not. But yes, most people were just mad that it was made in general. Right. Which is fair. And, And you know how that game doesn't get made? Is if you let Ellie get experimented on and she well, cures the disease. Maybe. Maybe. But we'll but never know. Maybe that game still we'll gets made. Know. It's Schrodinger's cat here, right? Like, without experimenting on her, it's both cured and not cured at the same time. Where if you want to um, let it happen, I'm we would have if, if I if I have a person who is important in to me. In that position. In that yeah. position. And any and I, I love you both. Christian knows, me too. But if I I was in that scenario and you guys were like, yo, we got to kill, like, I'm like, yeah, you have to, you have to ice, because I'm about to, I'll shoot other people before I let that happen. happen. Yeah. Yeah. If, if one of the three of us, including myself, but if one of the three of us had a race saving, society saving antigen in their blood, I'll ice you myself. 
I'll do it out of love. I'll give you a hug. <laughs> I would expect I you to do the same to me. I just so we're clear. I would expect just so we're clear. especially the same yeah. especially thing. Especially because if we're basing this off the Last of Us thing, just so we're very clear, this is if you if somebody is coming at me off the chance that something might save you, here's what's yeah. going to happen. My first answer is bring it on. I will have a, a I will become a walking army if I have to. <sighs> And if at any point in that scenario it looks like the chips are stacked against me and I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna lose, out of spite I will ice myself so that you guys can't do it. Christian, I will save you too. Thank you. I'll smother you both in your sleep to make it easy. <laughs> yeah. I did not know about the whole uh, the, the different things where like if you did not if you tried not to save her, like kind of thing, like he pulls out the knife anyways. I never knew about that ending. Like I would never know about that ending. Yeah. I just he doesn't no matter what, yeah, because that's yeah, the, yeah, that's what the character me. would do. Because and it's that's what, what me, most, I would do as a character. It's what yeah. most people would do. Some of us, yeah. I do. If we're ever in apocalypse situation, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm going to have like a Alex, desert. Have, I'm going to have, have a desert times, eagle like, under my pillow, and I'll just <laughs> and whatever room we're staying in, I'll be in the corner <laughs> so that I can always face Alex. And the second I hear a noise that wakes me up, the gun's coming out, and I'm pointing at him. And I'll just be like, "Don't come near me. You just if you have to just, go to the bathroom, you just go yeah. to the bathroom. Keep it pushing." Yeah. Just keep walking, buddy. Allie, Allie and I feel the same way about that, about that story. We got to that ending. That's fine. It's like, why? We could have helped everyone. I at least will hear the argument if it becomes 100%. If it, if, if it is, if in, it in, is <sighs> this will 100% cure humanity, then at that point, I'm still not going to intervene. I'm going to let that person decide. If you want to be the savior of humanity, that is all on you. If it is 100%, guaranteed i've checked all my math everything works out is 100 percent. but the fact that they're just like it could work it might not no 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 no, no. that's not no. good enough for me that is no, not good enough for daughter me so like a daughter. i'll even go even farther if, if it, was it was one of <laughs> even if it was something that people don't care about as much like if it was like one of my pets and somebody yeah. was like yeah hey man Kill teddy he might kill your keys but it, it might not 100 Sure, that's gonna happen. Like no, but like, no, dude, I, will, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it to one of my pets because honestly, I would much but rather your sit daughter. in the bunker with not real daughter. Just so you know. Okay, sorry, your stepdaughter or your adopted yeah, you, daughter in this scenario. Your, your wife didn't birth a pet. Be fair. It was. It was literally Thanks. a girl you found. <laughs> you found. You literally. Okay, I think oh, that we can right. talk about that. Their relationship is absolutely adopted father, adopted daughter. By the end of that game. No paperwork was signed. You were <laughs> yeah, because no government exists. She was, no shit. She, she oh, was able to provide for herself. We have to move on because this is going to end up being all, the topic of the show. In all seriousness, I would not do it if it was <sighs> one of you two. But if it was anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. And honestly, I'm just saying that because I don't need any suspicion when we inevitably hit this apocalyptic state in 2024. And so. he yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't need you guys side eyeing me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, let's get into the topic. What is our topic this week? So we have a, a good topic. Yeah. yeah. So Preston came up with this topic. Go ahead. I did. Um, like we had a text message today from Christian, like, hey, what topic are we going to do today? I'm like, ah, oh, well, I've been ballparking a couple of ones. It's October. Let's try to do When this comes out, themed. yeah, it'll, it'll be spooky season. 
Yeah. So like, first of all, Christian, kind of it's been spooky stuff. season for three weeks since I've been getting pumpkin spice lattes for Allie in the morning. But otherwise, I think that's that's I think fall season. That yeah, that is just a uh, uh, the the a sickness. The, yeah. Well, no, it's it's the you same thing. Put it as, down it's, and maybe get the vaccine for it. it. It's the same signal as like Groundhog Day, <laughs> where as soon as pumpkin spice lot, it just means that it's it's white girl season. But. October starts spooky season. So just so oh. both of you know, both of you know, I, I went to the, I went outside this morning, not paying attention. Cause again, like I still have Florida brain cause I've only lived in Atlanta over the summer. Right. So mm. like in my brain, every day I walk outside with the dogs, it's like 65 degrees. That's just in my head. So I walk out this morning. It's well, like no, 46. You mean 85. No, in the morning, like it gets oh, hot okay. in the afternoon, but I'm like first thing in the morning. Right? Celsius. So, so I get up, Celsius. I get up this morning, I feed the pup, I walk outside, it's like 46 degrees, I'm in a t-shirt and shorts, <laughs> and no socks, I'm like, what the hell is this? Uh, so I texted Allie, and I was like, it was actually proper cold this morning, um, and I hate it, and she's like, I love it. She was like, all the pumpkin spice, the cardigans, as long as it doesn't yeah. get any colder than this, it's perfect. I was like, well, you're SOL on that one. Like, it is definitely going to get colder than this. But to be fair, Florida's getting a hurricane, so yeah, you got some lot of wind. Yeah, actually, in. that's I was yeah, saying, it might have been a blessing we moved. You guys got out yeah. of there, yeah, yeah, for more than just the hurricane. But yes, yes, yeah, sure. I uh, yeah. So the weather here, it's been, it hasn't gotten above 54 today. It's Ugh. Been great. Ugh. It was 72 by midday. Oh, it's so good. Been great here. I open the windows, just let that cold air come through. Ooh. Yeah, my hair doesn't work anymore. It's fine. So um, anyway, Preston, it's it's spooky season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What makes a good horror game is the topic I propose. I propose a lot of topics yeah. like, hey, what's what what we want to rank the Resident Evil games. Uh, what's your favorite horror game? This and that. But at the end. Uh, we got to the point of what makes a good horror game. The Resident so Evil I one, have, I don't think would work because so many of those games are bad. So, so let well, me give I mean, you. You can still rank them, but still, let me give you, you a quick answer to this, Preston. Uh, there are no good horror games. <laughs> they're all made by the devil so, himself, <laughs> and they're feel, terrible. I feel that what makes a horror game would be very divisive for this group. I think so. Which sure. is why I love sure. this topic. Okay. Right now, because it won't be like, yes, we agree with everything everyone's saying this entire fucking time, even though we're now, even though we had a small weeks for all of us, an hour yeah. plus in. Um, <clears throat> but I would say, what would make a good horror game? So that, that's very different for everyone, as far as what we we all are, as far as what we play. Um, I have horror, horror games I like. Um, I Alex has horror games he has enjoyed. Um, depends on what true. you consider a horror that's game. That's probably not true. Hey, Alex, <laughs> have you played Mortal <laughs> Kombat? Mortal Kombat's um, not a horror game. Nope, I, I disagree. The, so the closest I've ever come... No, I disagree. How is Mortal Kombat not a fighting game? It's very gruesome. It's fucking, like, just blood and gore. Like, it, just show me some fucking dumb like, uh, horror movies in some themselves. Like when you get yes. a horror movie, it's, you have a horror movie. No, stop. You have a horror movie that's like a Jason movie or a Halloween movie that just has some fucking dude just putting spears in fucking teens. But he's not doing. You know what he hits? No, no, Don't interrupt me, please. I will say to Preston's point. Mm. If it was on paper, I would Alex disagree. Would like to finish here, do it. No, no. If it was on paper, I would disagree. But I actually am inclined to agree with Preston on this. Because no. when you look at it... I it, was thinking about it when horror movies and kinda, horror games, if you want to t- go back and forth, I think that Mortal Kombat is a horror game. 
because like you have you have fighting games, but this is like the fight. Sorry, sorry, a fighting horror game, Christian, if you will, because of the gore, the gruesomeness of it, the the crazy shit that happens. Like I'm splitting people in half. I'm dicing them up. I'm doing all this crazy shit that happens in a horror movie. I that is not I, jump scares. It's not like you know. Like, oh, I'm afraid. It's just gruesome shit that I, you see in a horror movie that happens in a horror movie. Preston didn't look this up, but Leatherface, It, Alien, Terminator, Jason Voorhees, Predator, yes. Joker, Freddy Krueger, oh, no, no, have all been in this yes, game. But yeah, I own them. That is because so I, I think that the the supers of this game the, the, the supers of this game are absolutely take inspiration from slasher style like hollywood horror films absolutely but this but the game mortal Kombat, like if if you were to turn if you had no gore on okay if you were turning off the gore sure the game is it is but i'm saying it's just a fighting game and it 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 has it can have it can have inspired elements but it is just a fight it's the same way that you would not be like you know, yeah, like I, I'm Nothing. trying to think of like a thing. Yeah, you don't have anything. That's why. First of all, <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, but so Christian, too, again, like I, I can't think of some of these characters. Like Baraka is a pretty scary a horror type monster. character. Yes, that's th- I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, share. I'm gonna share the picture of this dude because um, I don't know his name. Why I gave you a Google link, I don't know. But um, here you go. Here's a JPEG. But, like, this dude from one of the older Mortal Kombat games, that's a pretty horror-inspired guy. He's got a mask on. He has no skin. He has a huge club on his hand. You have uh, Milena sure. and other people that have, like, huge teeth in their Drummond. mouth. They're demons. I've never heard of this character before. Never he, was on, he was in uh, yes. the old PlayStation 2 one. Um, he had flies flying around him and stuff. But you remember. also have characters who are inspired by pure I martial arts. Right so you have Liu yeah. Kang... And then you have like Kano, who's like a general action sure. villain. You have teenagers you have, in fucking Halloween. You and have the Ninja the Turtles in that game. But and the we're story not is what yeah, they're yeah, trying. Okay. But the story is no. they're trying to essentially bring the underworld onto the human plane. So you're yeah, have but they have shapes on to your soul that. is mine. The whole thing. It is just a generic action. And if you look, the Mortal Kombat movie is filed under what subgenre? Because I'll tell you, it's not horror. It's action. Thank you. Anyway, so let me tell you, let me say this. Mortal Kombat is a- it absolutely takes inspiration from slasher style Hollywood films. Absolutely it does. Absolutely. I do not think that qualifies it as a horror game in any stretch of the imagination. I will partially agree with you. I just wanted to bring that up because while I was thinking about this topic, I'm like, you know what? Mortal Kombat is kind of a horror game. Kind of being the very strong suggestive word here um, in the sense of gore and what you see when you come with finishers and what happens. Now, to what those employees you have count to go through. Horror, horror light. Oh, yeah, for sure. What those employees have to go through to create those horror. finishers yeah. is actually horror, and they did deserve to win that lawsuit. Yeah. Oh, for crunch? Yeah, that, that no, happened, yeah. Do, oh, I don't know if we or did they about do they have to do they have crunch. to look at like actual photos? Yes, of, they like, had to look yes. at actual yeah. gore videos to yeah. create that. So that's bad. horror. But um, also, yeah. you're making a Mortal Kombat game. No, I'm saying that I, I think that those. I think that Mortal Kombat is absolutely it. It takes like ins- inspiration the, from the, those the, the things. Gore horror kind but of so there's, think, horror movie kind of thing. I think you could call it horror light then. 
So then why didn't they why didn't they call it a horror movie? Because it's not a movie. There is. There's three Mortal Kombat movies and none of them because, got put under a because, horror genre. Because I'll tell you go why. Out hard. I'll tell you why. Yes, they did. Uh, especially for especially for no, the new not. one. No, the new one because you never saw no. any good bad guys in First it. First of all, and the new one was incredibly gory, and also having good bad guys does not because no. let me tell you, no, Mortal no, no, Kombat no, no. has bad bad guys all the time. No. What I mean is, you didn't see any good bad guys that like would be from the horror aspect. You had the one character who was like the bat, and like that was it. Everybody else were like just normal. Dudes, there weren't, there wasn't the Baraka or this guy or Moloch or any anybody like that in that movie. And yeah, you just you just had a movies, ninja shoot a shuriken through somebody's head and it exploded on camera. Gore is not horror all the time. Though. That's literally what we were just talking about. You guys were no, saying all the no, yeah. the characters. <laughs> I'm, say, look, I'm saying that the characters have a horror aspect to their design and to that story. So uh, gore aside. I think it's horror light. No, I think that it and isn't. You're not going to brand it as a horror movie on HBO just because it's not going to. It's not. I'm also talking about the. I'm talking sense. about the older ones too. But I'm just, in general, it's never been. It. It's never even been labeled horror adjacent. It's just they. As far as the games are concerned, they are. They definitely absolutely take inspiration from those things. But I don't think that qualifies yes. it. You're not I mean, wrong. Pre- I'm Predator just saying. genre is a thriller thriller action yeah but it's kind of but it's kind of a horror movie Uh, the same thing as alien yeah but that's right right but But that's what i mean like genres mean nothing look the people writing these genres are probably the same people in the early days writing genres for kazaa on music you can't trust those people it's what elements they have but sure but then if we're going to talk about that then as far as elements are concerned it's a fighting game because everything down to its core it is. is a fighting game there is You're no part of it that works in any other genre than a fighting game to be fair i think it's the only fighting game that actually gets that gory yeah but they, they but they've they but they but they created that horror game. They, they created that staple in the 90s and there's they're never going to go away from it because to be honest anytime that they've tried to stray from it with Marvel versus DC or um, injustice they yes, it will it's not only it's not really the people get upset it's just that they don't they never do as well as Mortal Kombat because what people are showing up to see people get exploded like it's yeah i i think you would be safe to say horror light i don't think so Slight inspiration of the scaries. I think that it. I think that those are two different things. <laughs> Fair enough. If you, if you have a Venn diagram, way. they're going to connect somewhere. Either <laughs> way, I thought it'd be a fun thing to throw in there. Yes. Um, but uh, what makes a good horror game, guys? Uh, I want to dive deep into that because uh, me and Alex are both very scary boys. Uh, we don't like most scary games, but I have finished. At least one, what I would consider a horror game. Um, Christian has finished a lot. Alex, I don't know. Did you? Would you have finished any game that you consider a horror game? The closest thing, and I'm going to look this up right now. But the closest thing would have to be Bioshock. I think the closest. I think the thing that I finished that was the closest thing to it would be Eternal Darkness, which I would 1,000% call a horror. A hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So. Eternal Like This is probably the only game I finished that would consider a horror game. Did you never finish Dead Space? No. But to be fair, Dead Space 1, I probably dropped off at a certain point. 
Dead Space 2 I tried again and then babies came out of a f- thing and I stopped. <laughs> yeah, it's just tough. Yeah. So, um, what do you guys feel makes a horror game good? Even with our standards, as far as even me and Alex, and we'll, we'll go and go through this, I will say that... Oh, I did Bloodborne. A, huh? No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like everyone, like, like, as far as like what horror. we consider, 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 yeah. concern a game it's that's horror. It's scary. It's definitely horror-themed, for sure. Something that's something scary, so a game that is like a horror game, like something that you would like as far as like I can play through this entire thing. What would make a good game of that as far as a horror game? Uh, to me, it's like uh, dabbling in the occult, um, kind of getting a, me a couple of jump scares, but not too often. Um, definitely not give me dead baby zombies. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, outside of that, like I, I, when it comes to horror games, I want good graphical fidelity for that time. Like to me, like if you're giving me like she, like basic stuff, I don't like it, but something like, um, I didn't finish it last year and I, I'm ashamed of it, but I feel inscription also gave me a good horror vibe. The first the part of time. inscription for sure. Yeah, I didn't go too far into it. So yeah, I, I heard more parts about that outside of that. But yeah. the first part of the description like, was a good horror vibe that didn't necessarily drop me off because of the horror version, like Dead Space 2 did, or many of the Resident Evil games did, because I'm like, you know what, fuck this game. Um, but inscription was more of like a, uh, this is a very cool horror vibe. I just, I, I just yep. haven't continued with it. So I think a big thing is atmosphere. And that's no, part you of like you you can't go second. You have to go last because oh, you're okay. a fair. you're a Sorry. resident you're a resident horror enthusiast here. That's fair. So. I mean, I brought the topic to be fair, but okay. It's yeah, you you're the you're the horror expert. Um so the only horror game I think I've played according to any list I'm looking at for horror games would be Bloodborne. Um, yeah, and I think that's fair. I think it is a horror, like a horror themed Souls game for sure. That's just an action and game. That that's just a Souls game. I don't know why you want to bring this into this, which just, just has scary people in be, it. It just has things in it. Oh, it's because everything down to its core yeah, is horror. I'm fucking with you. And so, and it goes actually into like, I think there's two. So I think there's two differences. And it has jump scares. What it does. It's, so I think there's a difference in what makes a good horror game and what makes a what makes a horror game I would play. Those are two very different things. A, a horror game I would play is Bloodborne. I have to feel powerful. I cannot feel underpowered. Sure. So like, so those, I'm sorry. What, yeah. what, 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 do we consider Doom a horror game? No. Um. No, I don't. Okay. I think All it's more right. of an action. Doom's action, yeah. Doom is action to me because there's a difference between what, like, I think there's a difference between what Alex is talking about and what Doom does. Like, Doom's comical. Well, not only that, but Doom is. I think there's a difference between feeling, but Doom three powerful and a power fantasy. Like, Doom is a what I would call a power fantasy where it's just I am unkillable. Like I am. I'm I am. Yes. You have the power. Yes. There's no fear. Where, yeah. where in Bloodborne, I walked through the hall slowly, and I would run into things and be like, oh, I, like, I would run into things and go, Someone no, not, left not right. taking, yeah. I'm not touching that right now. Like, I, I see that thing, I'm not even going to mess with it right now. Fair. But I, I felt powerful enough that, like, I could take on enemies that I came up against, right? Like, I, I was fast, and I had, I stood a chance, Right. So to me, that's the way I have to feel to play a horror game. 
Uh, I've watched you, uh, Christian, I watched you play Alien Isolation, where you're just straight Did up you? like, I'm running from the alien. Yeah, that was way back in the day. We played that. Um, Did I stream that with you? Okay, yeah. Or I might have been at your house, one of the two. One yeah, of the two. one of the sure. But, but like, I, I couldn't do that because I'm running the whole time, right? Like, it's please well, don't yes and no. catch me. I'll get, yeah, I'll get to that, but go ahead. At least, at least some of what I saw, right? So I don't like, I, I you know, survival horror. I, that's not my jam. Um, you guys, you guys talking about uh, Christian, which I still agree with, you need to stream Mortuary Assistant. I watched videos of Mortuary Assistant. I'm not touching that shit. Because... <laughs> no. I'd love to see you have no, though. You, yeah, you have no powers. So I'm, I'm defenseless, right? And that's what I don't like. Now... Can't turn around with a rocket launcher. Yeah. yeah. Now, what makes what I think makes a good horror game has to be good writing, and is kind of like Mortuary Assistant, um, and kind of like I don't know, maybe even Resident Evil I was say to a point. Yeah, which is like you don't. It's not fair, I just think, about, I think Resident Evil qualifies for your needs as far as power. Like probably you get arse, like you can. get a, you become yeah. a walking tank in that game at some point. But there's, like, but there's also a lot of until that point. There's also a lot of running, and because you don't have the ammo and stuff to do it, right? It's the, you it's have to you have to do resource management, but like you're still walking around with a double barrel shotgun. Sure, on it. sure, but like. <laughs> There has to be good writing, and I think it's, you don't always, you can leave a little to the imagination, meaning yes. don't throw the creepy crawlies at me all the time. Like, I, like Dead Space, um, it, it, like you said, the baby's crawling out at you. Uh, uh, shoot. Uh, even Resident Evil, yeah, dude, I would have put that game down so quick in the dollhouse. Oof, you have no yeah, idea. So, like, so those things... <laughs> are good jump scares. I enjoy watching them, but like, and that may, but beyond just like, look at this creepy, scary, mangled mess. It's the suspense. You don't always have to show me the scary thing, yeah. but if the atmosphere, I know that's where you were going when you said atmosphere earlier, Christian, if it, if it, I feel the tension and I'm like, something's going to jump out. And the longer it doesn't happen, the scarier it gets. Like that makes for a good game, but you also have to have the good writing. If it's just straight up, like, gore core you know horror where it's just like everything is a mess everything is bloody everything is mangled you come pretty desensitized to it after a while i'm like okay like that's not even a scary game this is like okay it's not for me but it's not scary but the good horror games are like resident evil that build that suspense and then um we'll catch you off guard with it yeah, yeah. So that's so like it, I think like you know like what we were saying is like the atmosphere is a big thing. Like you have to be able to establish a scary environment. Um, so a game that I think is particularly masterful at that, like absolutely best in class, is Alien Isolation. From from minute one, and especially even even if you aren't familiar with Alien at all. But if you are familiar with Alien, as soon as the like the, the Alien's introduction in that game is so well done that you immediately go like, oh shit. Like I am um, if I am near this thing, it is bad news bears. Like I am mm-hmm. in trouble, right? 
Um, but I think a good thing about that game is that, so here's my next point, is that outside of a, cert, outside of a particular genre, which I'll, I'll, I'll get into, but for the most part, like 99% of the time for me, a good horror game is you have to uh, be able to fight back in some way. I don't need so much to be powerful, but I need the ability to save myself from situations where I am coming up against an un, a quote unquote unbeatable foe, right? So for instance, in Alien Isolation, the alien, if you had, its, it's typical weaknesses still work. So like if I threw like a flashbang, um, or not a flashbang, if I threw a Molotov cocktail and it hit the alien and it got lit on fire, it immediately is taking off. Like it's going to go the other direction and run away from me. Um, same thing with a flamethrower. Now it does build up resilience to that just like it did in the movie. But that is, that's my thing. It's like if I'm running and then the alien accidentally sees me, then my immediate thing is I'm going to throw a Molotov or I'm going to blast it with a flamethrower really fast. Or like if I accidentally run into it while it's in the vents, then it's like, boop, blast it with the flamethrower really fast, get away from me. And then I save myself and I can move on, right? Um, but I've seen you play games like uh, Evil Within, where I recall specifically you doing a lot more running from foes than fighting foes. So that's the thing. Run so, shoot, yeah. So, yeah, so Evil Within and Resident Evil are of a... And Resident Evil has been getting less so as time has went on, but um, like they've been trending more action uh, as of more recent titles. But... Um, the the thing is like with survival horror specifically so like evil within and dead space are great examples there is a lot of there is a lot of running but it's not so much i'm running from enemies it's more so i'm i'm running so that i can strategically place myself to kill these enemies in the least amount of shots possible like it's it, survival horror games are good ones anyway in my opinion should mostly mostly be about resource management. There is not a single enemy in Dead Space that I can't kill with relative ease. The problem becomes when they start adding more or different kinds or whatever, and it's like, okay, I have to figure out how to deal with them. So, like, you know, some of the enemies, like, there's a, a particular enemy that's, like, super fast, so you have to use, like, the slowdown power... And say if it gets right in my face and then I slow it down, well, you know, my immediate reaction might be just to pull the gun out and start shooting. But more than likely, the best option is now that I've slowed it down, back up, reassess, like reline, and then shoot it so that I can actually take it out better and not waste a bunch of shots. Because the last thing I want to do... Back up again, headshot versus just unload a bunch of bullets. Exactly, and okay. so and now in Dead Space specifically, their whole thing is that you cut off the limbs of the enemies, so it's yeah. it's very anti headshot. But in uh, but in Evil Within, absolutely, the main thing is let me get out and get away so that I have a long a better shot at getting a headshot, doming this thing, and moving on, as opposed to six body shots. And now I'm going into this next encounter, and I've got no, I have no ammo. Now I'm fucked, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Um, so that's that's those. But in general, and I get like I said, there's very specific examples in which I don't I don't mind if there's no way to fight back. So like, um, like a, 
and that's if you're going strictly for a psychological thing. So like Outlast is a really good example of a game where you're not you can't fight against any of those enemies. So your whole idea is to run. Um, but they're going for a very specific psychological thing. And you are a lot faster than the enemies that are around you. So as long as you don't accidentally turn into a corner or screw yourself over or miss a jump or miss a puzzle or whatever, you're going to get out of there and you're going to be fine. Um, and I think based off the trailers, I haven't played it yet, obviously, but based on the trailers, Mortuary Assistant seems to be in that same vein, right? Where yeah. you're trying... So in those, with those specific games, though, when games are trying to nail a very much a a psychological aspect, like a thriller sort of aspect like that. I think your main thing is you absolutely have to come correct on the atmosphere. If So like, I, I could be wrong on Mortuary Assistant. I watched a long video of it the other day. But it seems like there's... It, it almost seems like no enemy is going to touch you. Right? Because I don't even know that you have ammo. I don't the know. Psycho, the psychological They'll... piece of it was like... It, it was almost like... Um, the the haunting and Bly Manor and other stuff on Netflix where they put so many ghosts in the show. It's not until you watch videos after the show's done you realize how many you missed in scenes. Like they just hide them everywhere. Sure, sure. Mortuary System is similar. Like the dude playing would be so ingrained in like I pull up this notepad and look at this notepad. He's like, it wasn't until editing this video that I saw this ghost face in the bottom left corner staring at me the whole time. I had no idea it was even there. Like that's a well-done atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. So also, I think in that game, there are points to where if you fuck up and do something, something will grab you and it's a go back to a checkpoint. Okay. But yeah, as far as I'm aware, that's mostly like, yeah, you're not running and gunning. You're doing something, you get scared, you do something else, and it cuts to the next scene, if you will. It's just, it's supposed to scare you. It's supposed to fuck you up like a little bit mentally. Yeah. yeah. And so like that's, so that's the thing is like, I think you have to, and, and I will say for me specifically, I know a lot of people like these games, but for me specifically, a lot of times when games just try to st- solely go on the psychological aspect, nine times out of 10, their atmospheres don't land for me. Like it's not, it's not good enough. Like an example that I can think of is like Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. that is an example of a game that I was just it took the world by storm. People loved it, whatever. But to me, the whole thing was you created a whole game based on only jump scares. Yeah, you um, fucked up. You got jump scared, and it's me, not even it's, it's like old school like two early two thousands internet jump scare where it's jump scare with loud noise. Yeah, like that's right? it. Like it's like yeah, yeah, it's like the video where so you're you sitting there and you're watching you. that German car commercial and it's driving over the hill and then it's like sitting there and you're like, oh, that's a sweet video. And then some zombie face shows up and goes, wow. And then everyone goes, wow. And then they punch their computer screen. Like those meme videos that we saw back in like 2004, like that's literally what it was. Yeah. That's um, yeah. yeah. That being said, so that brings me to my next point though. And then my final one for horror games, I think. So outside of atmosphere, giving people a way to fight back in some form or fashion. Um, and then the third one is, I think and some people disagree, but I think jump scares absolutely still have a place, but you need to use them sparingly and you need to use them in smart, Correct. unexpected places. So for instance, Dead Space, again, I, I truly think that Dead Space, especially Dead Space 1, is 
one of, if not the best horror games of all like the only thing i can think of competing for it is alien isolation and to be fair that's mostly my fanboyism there but dead space like yeah. from dead space should be studied as far as like a master class in how to design one of these video games sure so a thing that has happened for the beginning of time in and this is a spoiler for people who haven't played this game but it's it's only a mechanical spoiler it's, it has nothing to do with the story um but so, for the beginning of time, save rooms in horror games have been safe places. Like, nothing can get you. So, for instance, like in Resident Evil 2, when Mr. X is chasing you all around the police station, if you hit a save room, he just walks away. Like, he just goes away and fucks off somewhere else. And you can abuse that in, in certain ways where if you're running from him, you can just be like, nope, I'm going to get in the save room. I'm going to let him fuck off somewhere like I'm going to run and, and enemies enemies yeah. can't do it either. They have to run away. Everybody goes away when you hit a save room. And this is something that's been ingrained for people. I mean, Jesus, Resident Evil started what late was it 97, I think. Was the first Resident Evil on PlayStation? I'm pretty sure. Either way. So, you know, around then like, you know, there's been others, there have been other horror games before then, I think, but none that ever sort of popularized the genre like Resident Evil did. Um, but 96, yeah, you're right. 96, cool. So then, uh, but fast forward all the way till, what, 2008 for Dead Space 1, I think, 2007, 2008, um, you are faced with an impossible task of you know hey we're this new horror game on the block we're not resident evil this is smack dab in the heyday of resident evil 4 right so people have already sort of decided the fact or this is just after resident evil 4 but they're just they've already decided the fact this is the best horror game that's ever been made there will never be anything better than this this is the goat it's whatever blah blah, blah. so you're tasked with the impossible task of trying to beat it at its own game right because you had other games that came out like eternal darkness and those games that game is beloved but it never it's so different than resident evil that it never has to worry about being compared to resident evil 4 sure but there's right? also jump scares for it like yes. not to mention <clears throat> so i mean you have your sandy shit to where like i walk into a room my sandy level it's a meter you have yeah. When a, a, let's say an enemy looks at you as a green eye is going on you, your meter goes up. Uh, all of a sudden, uh, you walk into a room and your limbs just start popping off. Right. No reason for <laughs> it. Like, okay, making you, a mental note you, to never play this you, game. You don't know what happens. Like you're walking in, all of a sudden, pop, pop, pop. Like, what the fuck's going on? Like, okay, it just puts you back into that room. Like, oh, that was just a sanity thing. Like, it's like a dream to you, so, essentially. Yeah, but and I also, don't. Like, Go ahead. So I, what I mean is I, I wasn't saying it against that game. What I was saying is that because they focus so heavily on the psychological aspect, the developers never had to worry about being compared to Resident Evil. They got to be their own thing. And so people yeah. were like, this is a dope ass horror game, period. Like there was just no. It's like, not a Resident Evil like. Right. Kind, Whereas Dead yeah. Space is specifically gunning to be in the survival horror genre like it wants to take that thing right and so people are already out the gate being like it's probably not going to be as good as re4 blah 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 blah, blah, all sorts of different things 
So immediately people are liking, like looking for jump scares because they've been, we've been trained to. Like there's moments where I would walk into a room and immediately be like, if they're going to do one, it's going to be right here. Like it's going to happen, right? Um, (laughs) And a great example is one that people like, you know, uh, uh, didn't see coming, but in the very the beginning of the game, shit's popping off. There's, you know, the necromorphs have, have already sort of come out, and you're running, and you're going to this elevator, and it's like, get up the elevator, get up the elevator, and you get in the elevator, and you're immediately thinking, when this elevator door opens, there's going to be something in here. Like I know that's what's going to happen, right? You get in though, and it's fine, and you shut the elevator door, and you're like, oh, thank God, and the and music then. dies, and then two scythes shove into the door and start spreading it apart and you're like what the fuck like you know you freak out like because it lulled you into this thing so to get to my point the masterful thing that it does is like maybe three-fourths through the game and at this point you've seen you believe you've seen like everything there is to see in this game and then you go up to a save point and you go to save the game and a necromorph rips you out of the save menu and starts attacking you. And you're in full panic mode because you're like, first of all, Wasn't you right. motherfucker. Like, yeah. I was trying to save the game. And I there was nobody in this room beforehand. And the best part is that they telegraph it because as you save, because the game doesn't stop. And so as you save, you hear a vent crash down, but you're so trained to be like, well, I'm safe. I'm in the save menu that you just sort of assume it's a sound effect. So this thing rips you out of the save menu and you shoot it, kill it, and you go to save. You're like, oh my, what the fuck? But now they've done this massive thing where the trust is broken for the rest yeah, of the game. Every time now. Every single time you go to a save point now, your immediate thing is, well, now I have to, now I have to turn. I have to look. I have to make sure that there's nothing in here. Then I have to go touch the save point and then immediately mash B to back out so that I can make sure nothing fell down. But they, they've already got you. And, and I, I don't know that it happens again, but it doesn't matter because they, they from the moment they did it, they, they got you for the trust. rest of the game. Yeah. Right. And that same happens in two and three where you're the entire time. Every single time I would go to a save point, I was like, nope, nope. I have to mash B immediately <laughs> as soon as I touch it because there's no I can't because if I do it and I the one time that I don't do it is the time that a necromorph is going to rip me out and hit me. And so it's, it's stuff like that. You have to. When you do jump scares or scares in general, I think that the main th- you have to subvert expectations. You have to be smart about where you use them. And if I think if you do those three things, you will have a good horror game. You're not wrong. I would agree. As, as I was looking at lists here, um, on about eight out of ten different lists that I found, Bioshock 1 was listed as a horror game. I would and say, so that's the thing, is that I think Bioshock 1 very specifically... Yeah absolutely yeah, that, has horror elements for sure oh for sure and that yeah, yeah. that matches my again that matches my horror game but i am fully powerful to roll through things without a care in the world oh sure. my gosh you caught me off guard you're scary now you die yeah um i tell you where my thing where my i think where my anti-horror game stuff comes from so when i was younger and really not that much i mean <laughs> yes younger than i am now but I was in, like, middle school, maybe a freshman in high school, and I just really didn't play horror games. But, again, like, 
we're talking the era of the PS2. Before that, you had the 64, you had Nintendo. Like, the horror game genre wasn't really a thing unless you count Castlevania. Yeah. It was Resident Evil, and it was Eternal Darkness and Fatal Frame, and that's it. Right, right. So my first experience was a buddy, a childhood friend that I had who was hanging out, and he was like, hey, he was staying with me for a while, and he's like... Let's let's play uh, Silent Hill, and I forget which one it was. Silent Hill too. I cannot believe I forgot Silent Hill, but yes. Yeah, he, he, I forget which one it was. He's like, oh man, I love these Silent Hill games. Like I played them with my brother. Let's play. I was like, okay. So already you get into Silent Hill, and it's unsettling enough, right? When yeah. the oh, sirens sure. go off, and which yeah. is a great atmosphere thing, but like the sirens go off and whatever. But he let me. I, I'm fine with watching. Watching doesn't bother me. Um, because again, like I don't have oh. the powerless feeling. Like <laughs> I feel like you're in control, so whatever. So yeah. watching is fine. But except for the like, dollhouse part in RE8, yeah. in which case he well. just kept saying nope over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until we all screamed at that yes. jump scare. Yeah. Uh, so like so um, he's like, you go ahead and play. He's like, all right. And I I distinctly remember like I ran through this area with the with the Silent Hill nurses. Everybody knows the nurses. Yeah. yeah. And I get on an elevator. And this game had these very unsettling enemies that would walk on two legs, kind of humanoid, but from their neck up, kind of like it. it there was no head. It was like uh, almost like an axe head, like it was like a scythe almost up top, and just kind of leaned over. And as they walked, it would swing yeah. back okay, and yeah. forth. Right? If you guys, I. I for the listeners out there, they're like, what are you talking about? For these two, they're watching me in the camera, so I'm, I'm miming it. <laughs> but, um, so I hop in the elevator, and look, man, elevator's a full cage. It's your safe space, right? So I'm like, hey, Matt, we're good. Like, here's, uh, I hand you the controller back. I hit a spot. We're good. And he's like, no, I keep going. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, those enemies, something that hadn't happened to the point in the game, these enemies just start falling from the sky, grabbing onto the elevator, swinging their head against the cage and like starting to cut through it. And I just start yelling, spinning the joystick in a circle and just hammering what few bullets that I have until they broke through and sliced me in half. And and I was dead. I was like, no, that's I'm done. Like, again, it was that feeling of powerlessness. um, So I think that comes to, I think those game. The problem is, is that you just have to. Those games give you the tool to to beat those. Enemies. You just have to. Like, there's absolutely the first time going through some of those games too, especially at a young age. Like, there are so many times that you just get like, you're just like, oh my god, I can't. Like these enemies are. I just don't feel like I have anything. But like with Resident Evil, Silent Hill, Dead Space, like you 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 are powerful enough to defeat them. It's more just like I need to put myself in a position to be able to beat them. Yeah. So out of this the list hall. of, yeah, out of this list of horror games I have up here, I wonder which ones you've played. Maybe for both of you. It doesn't have to be for one. I have not played a single one other than Bloodborne. Go for it. So I'll just get that yeah, out of the way. Um, I, I've played, don't only for context, there have been a couple yeah. of games on here I've played time of. 30 minutes here, 40 minutes there, again, with friends. Like, if I was watching sure. them, I'd grab the controller. Sure, sure. Um, but these are kind of like your top horror games. You're, so, Alien Isolation. Yep. I guess, yep. Uh, Amnesia. I have not. I've heard good things. I never went and tried it. Nope. Resident Evil, I know you have. Outlast. Yep. Um, the Evil Within, I've seen you yep. play. 
Until Dawn. That's a narrative driven one, right? That's where you have to it make is, decisions. It, and it, that yeah. that is that was yeah, but that's still, up, yeah. It's totally like it, it's basically like an old school like thriller film, like yeah. you know, Freddy or whatever. Not but it's, point and click, but like uh, yeah, you know. but it's totally like that. Yeah. Now here's one I've never played, but I would actually be willing to play, maybe only because of the art style. Um, Little Nightmares. I kind of like that. Okay. I have not tried that. I've heard that it's good, but I haven't Never, played it. Yeah. It, it. It has an art style of um, of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas and those yeah. sort of things. And I feel like if you have something, if you have something that cute, you can't be that scary. Is my idea behind it? Yeah. But I could be wrong on that. Um, let's see. Dead yes. by Daylight. Nope. No. Oh, no. No. We no won't DB. talk about that. No DBD streamers here. Don't care about the game. Yeah. Dead Space. Um, Alan yes. Wake. I know you guys have played. Yes. Alan Wake is so good. I played Alan Wake Control Expansion, if that counts. Yep. I mean, it does. <laughs> it, it was it, it was more scary than Control, so yeah. 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 Um, Soma. We've talked about that on this pod. I right? have not played so Soma, but yes, I have heard yeah, about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, let's see, try not to duplicate any here because then you have like Little Nightmares 2. Yeah. Stuff. Um, Dead Space, I know you guys have. Last of Us is actually on this list. I don't know if I, I wouldn't say Last would... of Us is a, is a horror uh, game. It gets there. It can. I think Last of Us is, is just Uncharted, but post apocalyptic Uncharted. I, I say it's not what came to mind when I thought of horror games, and I played Last that of hard, Us. Yeah, to that point. It, Joel um, and Nathan Drake kill the same amount of people. <laughs> that's not the point the point is like the clickers and how creepy they can be but also like it's it's like, but whatever yeah um and then the last one on here uh or i guess last two not kind of silent hill uh we, another game we've talked about on the pod fear fear is on there you fear one specifically yes fear one specifically is a horror game after that that's the only it, one listed here shooter. man yes. it gets fucking weird but yes and then, fear uh, one specifically is dope the suffering is on this list no eternal darkness yeah um, no love for eternal darkness dude uh, eternal oh darkness no eternal is darkness is on here i'm sorry i skipped it okay. yeah, yeah it's way up okay. it's a uh, dream it's gamecube way. game GameCube is, game. yep gamecube it sure is that's yep. the only place it's ever been interesting I mean, we'll press, so press it, you played you played that one yep. i own that one it's the most expensive game i have physically is yeah is it scary is yes. that a horror game? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I was going to ask one last question. So I, we'll go after this. I was going to ask, like, what's our uh, the most scariest point in a game that we've ever had? Um, our scariest moments. Uh, but if that's all we have for the rest of this uh, episode, I won't get to that point. Unless anyone has no, anything we can, to add No, we can take the, your question. I think that's a good question. Yeah, that's, that, uh, we can end there, too. Yeah, that's cool with me. Scariest? So, yeah, I'm glad you can go because I have to think. Yeah, so I would say... I got like, it, I would say there's a lot of them here. Trust me, um, but I would say the one that speaks out to me the most, especially my childhood, which would be Eternal Darkness. Um, you're going through the mansion. At a certain point, you get more uh, an exposure. You get uh, you get to go through the mansion more than you can at a certain point of the game. Um, and then there's a certain area where there's a bathroom. You press A on a bathtub. And what happens is you see your character in a bathtub of blood and just go, does a whole like, like three, four frames goes bump, 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 but she is screaming. And that's what happens when you press the button, right? So mm. you go to the bathtub, like, okay, just a normal bathtub. You press it and it's like, ah! 
and it kind of does that whole thing to you, and it's like, holy shit, that just fucked my entire night up. I am done. I am good. Let's find <laughs> the next save point. Let's go to bed. I honestly, like, I need, probably need to do something before I go to bed. But yeah, it's yeah, it's that was probably one of my scariest points. Um, other than that, it would be like um, some of the other scary points I feel are uh, Doom Three when you're walking the very beginning. And that dude is just like slamming his head on the wall for a second and then just stops and just yeah. falls oh, over. Dude, yes. That was so fucking creepy. I'm like, God damn. Doom 3 has so many creepy, fucking scary. Uh, Doom 3 is a, a survival horror game. Absolutely. Yes. Doom 3 is definitely a horror game. Like, yep. we talked about like Doom be like not a horror game, but Doom 3. Doom 3, Doom 3 is a fucking yes. horror game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Doom 3 is definitely a horror game. And then I would say, yeah, Dead Space. Uh, Dead Space fucked me so many times as far as like scary moments to where things would come out of vents, things would like drop down from things, like uh, things that you thought were dead would come back up and fucking like, like no, you tossed my legs, like no, I'm, I'm still alive, ah, and come at you. Like it's Dead Space will fuck you all day, every day. Uh, and then lastly, I would say there's probably a lot of other ones I can't remember right now, but Resident Evil Village. Oh yeah. The gooey baby thing that fucking so comes at you in the fucking elevator. That that was by the most recent, like, fucked up, like, I was watching Christian playing it. I wasn't playing it, and that was fucking with me so hard. Not to mention, like, as the elevator is slowly closing in, it is there trying to get you. Not to mention if you're in a locker, and it's, like, walking past you. That game, the, yeah. the best part about that, too, was... Christian was like, oh, we're running through this house. Of course, a scary house, and it is what it yeah, is. Yeah, we're just but, like, nothing, nothing, had co- nothing had happened yet, and he's just walking down a hallway like, okay, I'm going to have to come over here and flip on the lights and get the power to this elevator. And as soon as we walk up to a corner, that baby head is eye level and just pops out of mm-hmm. nowhere and starts screaming. That caught us all off guard. Your deformed cloned baby daughter, I think, is what it was supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. So that that it, it, Preston was that your last one? That was my last one. So that's, that's so that that is a hundred percent of all the horror games that I've ever played. The I'm gonna I'll lump <laughs> I'll lump these two things together. It's it's that moment with the baby, and then all of PT. Those two things. PT was to, pretty unsettling. Okay. I watched I watched you guys play that too. Yeah, like those two things specifically. Like I still. Uh, man, like the the part where <laughs> Christian maybe play it. Yeah, the the part where the super tall, like scary ghost lady is like standing at the end of the hallway, mm-hmm. and she's just like sitting there for a second, staring at you, and her head's all cocked to the side. I was like, "Ooh, I hate this. Oh, I hate this. I hate this so much." And then you take one step forward, and it goes like moves so fast at your yeah. screen. I was like, "Dude, fuck this!" Like I had to set the That's- controller down. I paused it. I was like. I gotta stand up. I gotta take a break. Like I gotta walk around for a second, cause fuck me. Like, and that's why I want you to play much rare system because it has a lot of those kind of yeah. things. Yeah. So the, I, the next thing I remember I'll with say, your, I say with your baby thing and in, in the silent or in the Resident Evil, you we did not die immediately, but we did die. You had to do it a second time. But I remember yeah. the first time that happened was a good solid three or four minutes of panic running. Just oh, like, yeah. I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the game wants me to do. I'm yeah. terrified. I don't want to be in this room anymore. Oh, yeah. I, I hated it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and to further on that point, I'll say that, like, two, uh, two honorable mentions I want to give. One, 
I, I never played the second one because I heard it wasn't as good, but all of Outlast 1 is my actual nightmare. Oh. So all of Outlast 1, for those who don't know, takes place in basically what is supposed to be like a shut down insane asylum. And the doctor there was doing like experiments on people and like all sorts of what, like the shit that like, you know, really isn't cool to do to another human. And he, there's a a scene where you think that you've gotten away, like you like, okay, I've gotten away and you're in this little like waiter tray elevator. Like, have you guys seen those? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Where like a dumb waiter. Yeah. Yeah. Dumb waiter. Thank you. Exactly. So you hop in it because you're running away from a bunch of enemies. And the guy who's on this radio thing is like, get in the dumb waiter. Like, you got to go. They're right behind you, blah, blah, blah. You're like, all right, cool. <clears throat> and you get in. And uh, after this, actually, I'll send you guys the clip of the of the scene because it's like it's unbelievably scary. But what happens is, is you, you get out of the dumb waiter and the dude is like, he opens and goes, hey, and then punches you and knocks you out. And then you wake up and you're strapped to a wheelchair and this doctor has huge chunks of his skin and shit cut off that he's cut off for whatever reasons. And so it's just like muscle tissue that's like sitting yeah. open and like stuff. And he is he he sort of goes on a speech uh, that is similar to like American Psycho. If you guys have seen that movie where Christian Bale, or Christian Bale starts talking about Huey Lewis in the news, and he's like, and people don't appreciate them, and they should, and then, like, fucking, like, axes that chick or whatever, <laughs> and everyone's like, yo, what the fuck? Like, that came out of nowhere. A similar style speech is happening, um, but he's talking about the essence of, like, fear, essentially, and he's, like, you know, talking about these things, and what people believe, he's like, but what I'm here to do is to make you, and then he leans in really close and goes, believe and then rips off one of your fingers like cuts it straight off dude that part of the game i was like it was super late at night and i remember this is one of alexa and i's first (laughs) apartments where um because we spent so much time in the bedroom because it was the only place that had ac this is like way back when i still lived in central illinois and so all of my shit was shoved in that bed so all the game consoles everything so we were just always hanging out there because most of the time it was hot as hell. Yeah. And so yes. we weren't out in the living room at all. Um, and so I was, I remember that moment happening and I had headphones on because I didn't want to wake her up. And so it happened and I immediately just was like, pause. Like slowly took the headphones off, went over to the PlayStation, pressed the power button. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to try to go sleep now. Like I was like, dude, this I would have sold my PlayStation and played nothing but like Pikmin for the <laughs> yeah. next two months. So there's I that one. Mario or Kirby from yeah. now on. And then my last, my last one that I'll, I'll shout as a special shout out is, um, the first fatal frame game, specifically the first one, because all the other fatal frame games to my knowledge go, they don't they're not horror anymore like they it's basically like an arcade game that deals with like that has ghosts in it but it's it's more if, honestly the uh, the last fail frame game specifically too is like what if a high sc- a japanese high school girl was a ghostbuster like that's literally what it's at yeah, like with the camera um and you get like high score and like like literally like points will show up on the screen they'll be like high score and it's like okay well this is not you caught you've, a ghost with your camera. you've you've ruined the atmosphere right but 
Um, for the first game, there's this moment where sometimes, a lot of times in horror games, there will be times where you just press the pause button and just go like, I just need a second. I just need a second to, like I did it while we were playing Resident Evil 8. Like there was a couple times where I paused and I was like, okay, I'm just waiting for, I need to evaluate. Like where am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? Let's talk this out. Like the, all of us would be like, what should I do here? Where should I, like, did we, any, did anybody see an opening? Did anything, yeah. you know, like that kind of stuff, right? Like you just pause. eyes on it, yeah. So what Fatal Frame decided to do was if you left it paused for a while, you would hear like this little kid laughter. And at first you're like, okay, that's creepy, but whatever. And then slowly but surely, little tiny bloody handprints would start going all over the screen. And when I, now this was like when I was really, like when I was younger and I was like, I woke up one time, I, I was like paused it and I was like hanging out and then I fell asleep and when I woke up, all I heard was little kid laughter and my screen had bloody handprints all over it. I was mortified <laughs> in I that bet. moment. Yeah, no thanks. Um, but yeah, those nope. that's those are those are my moments right there. So I so I you know, I told you the Silent Hill one. Um and then of course the Resident Evil one. I can think of just a couple. Um so in Bioshock there is, uh, all throughout the game, there are these things called splicers, which are, like, the things you're fighting. But Bioshock is just, like, for anybody who hasn't played it, an abandoned underwater city. And throughout the game, you see, like, these plastered people. Um, so I, I think I was in high school or middle school when this game came out. But, like, you see all these plastered people, and eventually you come to, like, Fort Frolic, and you're working with this guy, Sander Cohen. Sander Cohen's, like, this super eccentric playwright and he's just he's gone nuts with his time down there by himself and you find out that like he has been capturing these splicers and essentially like putting them in plaster alive and they've just died inside of it so it's like standing mannequins of dead people but you come in like you're exploring fort frolic and, and these other places and like you go into this room that's like this two story apartment but you go down below and it's the basement and in the corner there's like a table with a light on and then of course there's a bunch of plastered mannequins around you and it's like okay it is what it is like i've seen these before no big deal so like you run over and you check out what's on the table and you pick it up and you turn around and they're all gone but one who is standing directly behind you and like Ooh. as soon as if you're just not expecting it like that one caught me off guard I was like nope 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 um and then i would say another nope moment in a horror game would be uh when you get to the Orphan of Koss in Bloodborne, it's not a jump scare. It's nothing like that. But you come up to this beach, and there's this fleshy pile of goo on the beach with, like, organs and stuff hanging out. Okay. And then a little skinny pale dude comes crawling, like, dragging himself with his arms out of it. Until you, it's to, you realize he's attached to all that goo and stuff. And then he reaches in his stomach and he pulls out like an axe and a sword out of his intestines. Jesus. And then just to make it more unsettling, because it's like, it sounds bad. It's, it's gross describing it and it sounds bad. But in reality, like as you've made it through the rest of that game, 
it's nothing that you look at and you go, oh, like, I'm so terrified. You're just like, this is very unsettling. Yeah, but then what they decided to do. Eldering, yeah. Yeah, and what they decided to do is they decided to turn up his speed to, like, 11. So not only is he gross and just disgusting to watch and unsettling. He's, like, he's anime like, fast. He's, he's anime fast, and he spews blood around the arena, and you're just like, oh, And he baby. howls, like, he screams, <laughs> like, his, he's, like, he screams. Like, his, like, blood-curdling scream. It's crazy. Yeah. Bloodborne has a couple of those moments that are just, like, they make you take a step back and go, that's weird. Like, even the, um... The moon, not the moon presence, Christian. What's the one that comes from the? You have to fight it oh, up on the, um, in that chapel. The one reborn, yeah, yeah. the one reborn. That's pretty creepy too. Um, yeah. So those are a couple of the moments I had. I had something else that I thought of while you guys were talking, um, but since then I have I have lost it. But you know, again, I'm not into the super Bay horror game, so most of my scares Same. have all come from like experiences yeah. through others yeah right because i'm just not diving into this shit not gonna get it yeah i agree with that being said before we end here i pitched an idea to these fellas i think would be fun doing um in the spirit of halloween spooky season later this month we talked about streaming um me streaming while these guys joined and and commentated on um scorn and the reason I thought this would be fun is at first we were going to have Christian stream Scorn for us. But it seems like it's not going to be a shooting survival horror. It's going to be less Resident Evil. And it seems, seems more like a puzzle-based yeah, game. Yeah. yeah, The Witness. But be with Geiger like, art, basically. But with Geiger unsettling art. And I've seen some things that still looks gross unsettling. And I think you do get a weapon. <laughs> so there are going to be some things, like maybe some enemies. But it's, it seems to be less about the survival piece and more about figuring out the puzzles in this very unsettling area. So it should be a game I could handle and have these guys help through some of the puzzles. Uh, but I did watch a little bit of it. It She gross. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, I think that yeah, I'm totally down with this idea. We just it'll be what pending, just so that we don't have to commit hard. Pending review, like pending if it's a good game or not. Yeah. Then. Yeah, we. You can know totally... what? Even even if it's not the best game, we might just have fun shitting on it while we play. But we'll check it out. I think I'd it, rather I think have like both me and Alex. Like I mean, if it if it ends up being shitty, like me and Alex should watch Christian play Mortuary Assistant. As far as the Halloween. Oh, we. So that's the other thing I was going to say. That's the one. Look, man, we got a whole bunch of spooky stuff. So I think I should play yeah. Scorn. Um, I would <laughs> love to have Christian stream Mortuary Assistant and have us on there commentate with I'll have you. To try to figure out a, I'll have to try to figure out a stream set up for my PC because I don't have a capture card or anything. I mean, with his PC, you should just be able to straight up just pull up Twitch and stream, right? So let's talk about that. No, let's talk about that off. But let's talk yeah. about that offline because I may yeah, have a solution for you. Um, oh, okay. Oh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So we'll talk about that offline. But hey, we sure. can do we can do a few weeks of just fun games. We don't have to beat the whole game. So just a hey, little bit yeah, of streaming and checking it out. Preston's streaming Witcher Wednesdays this week. You'll already see it if you're paying attention and you listened to me last week. Uh, you'll know I'm playing Witcher Wednesdays tomorrow. Yeah, so, yeah. There get we go. There on Witcher Wednesdays. There we go. So, all right, everybody. Well, um, Preston, did you have anything else for us tonight? Um, I did not. Um, I could pull a game if I wanted to for you, but uh, we, we uh, it's, it's, it's went no, we long enough. I think we're yeah. good. Yeah. 
All right, everybody. Well, I hope everybody has a good uh, spooky season and you continue to join us for another episode of The Testing Room. Uh, we have more of that coming. We're going to have some fun streaming coming. We have more D&D coming in the weeks moving ahead. Yeah. Um, so everybody have a good one out there. And uh, with that, Preston, you know what to do. <laughs> I try to do my space first. This has been The Testing Room. Music by at Damien Crow on Instagram. Logo and art by at RavePet. Interact with us on Instagram and Twitter at TestingRoomPod or email us at TestingRoomPod at gmail.com. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all of your favorite podcasting apps. And make sure to share us with your friends. Thanks, and see you next time.